0: there i do believe we are live welcome everybody to another episode of the break the rules live stream i am your host left polyakov with the sonic the hedgehog behind me over here uh esoteric secrets of sonic the hedgehog highly recommend you guys check that out later and of course we are here with the great and powerful giovanni peniccietti the aka i always call you the sultan of swing i don't know why i just Uh, imagine you i just imagine you wearing yes well a fez or a turban and then you just like be swinging swinging your hips around (laughs) and we got the we got to allah (laughs) yes and we got the prudential is joining us in the house as well and we got the guest of honor today slush at slush tv uh, underscore on twitter and you also have the uh, wonderful uh, show slush tv on youtube as well as uh, co-host of the gush podcast and I've become a big fan of both have been looking through your videos uh, chronicling the history of various gamers uh, especially like in the uh, uh, smash uh, Smash community and I've been very fascinated by this whole world I want to know a lot more about it and As far as gaming in general, I have been gaming from my teens, but then I kind of stopped, so I'm not really up to par on what exactly is going on today within that world. But uh, either way, it is a great pleasure to have you here today, and let's just get started by uh, having a little bit of a backstory. How did uh, Slush originate? Are you fascinated also by, like, Goop... By like squishy things you know like because oh that well that's what i get when i hear the name slush apparently
1: a lot gush. of gamers a lot of minecrafters are uh, bitcoin scammers now shitcoin <laughs>
2: scammers.
3: that's definitely a thing these days uh, but slush has nothing to do with goop or anything like that for me um the 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 name slush originated back in like 2014 when i started playing uh i started entering melee tournaments competitive smash tournaments and i I wanted a name that was like a subtle reference to Banjo-Kazooie because that was like the game I loved when I was growing up. Mm. And originally I was going to call myself Sir Slush because that's the name of an enemy in one of the levels. It's like a guy, a snowman that throws snowballs. And my brother was like, drop the Sir, it sounds terrible, just make it Slush. (laughs) And so I just did that and I've just been known as Slush ever since. So when I started YouTube uh, a few years later, I I just kept Slush. Well, your brother is
0: absolutely right, because if you notice, (laughs) even the rich people today, they try to dress like bums, so they wouldn't be, uh, you know, holy moly, we got 99.99 US dollars. I'll send another if someone matches me. Woo! That is what oh I'm talking about. That is the BTR <laughs> sure. commitment that we are. See, th- we are doing. We are making magic. Right off the bat. Yes. But you know, what I, you know what I think inspired this? So
1: Peter Thiel sent this person yes. to donate. Yes, to exactly. That's what it is.
0: This is one of Peter Thiel's. <laughs> hey,
1: Prudentialist, do you get the Peter Thiel? Uh... Oh, yours drops on Sunday. I forgot about Yeah, it. only Sunday's. <laughs> yes this is
0: the uh, oh but thank you very thank, god bless you my friend thank wow. you thank you so much this is this is amazing this truly is and by the way it happened at around the time that in the chat i wrote in that on tuesday we are going to have count dankula coming in so that should be oh, a very nice. uh, that should be a very nice. interesting episode and, uh, oh, and also today we're going to have Cristanti Harris coming in to talk about the Kenosha trial with Kyle Rittenhouse and all that. He is one of the witnesses who was on the stand, and he is also an amazing freelance uh, journalist. Uh, he has a company called The Rundown Live. So he basically just, like, goes around and videotapes everything that goes on as far as any incidents. Uh, so it should be very interesting to talk with him about this. And uh, anyway... So regarding the uh, Smash community, regarding uh, video game playing in general, what I am fascinated by is what exactly does it take to do this as far as health, as far as just your emotional well-being, your psychological well-being? Because I imagine like sitting down for a long time mashing buttons like that's got to be very, very stressful on you. So when you started doing this, what was that
3: whole experience like getting into it? I did. I mean, I definitely did not do what a healthy person should do when they're getting into esports. I kind of just played constantly, nonstop, till like five in the morning every night with my friends, like a complete degenerate. Uh, but <clears throat> as I was, so like I, I kind of got into the scene of Smash as it was starting to become esports. It wasn't like quite there yet, and so I saw as like more doctors started to sort of show up and teach people about like all the kinds of stretches they could do. And then people started to get a lot more concerned with their posture and how, when they're playing stuff like that, uh, people start to theorizing like what's the optimal amount of play time when you're practicing, how, how often should you take breaks? How long should those breaks be? Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's not too different than, um, I mean, it is obviously, it's quite different than actual sports in the sense that you're not like being that physically active, but you kind of want to approach it with the same mindset, I think hmm. where you're uh you're just you're never trying to like uh heart you're keeping an eye out for like repetitive stress injuries and uh like you know th- there's always that window of like this is when i can actually like improve and anything after that is just like uh it's like overstudying so to speak or whatever so when you say that, would you say that, like, uh, some of the people that you've uh, highlighted on your show, that
0: they have a natural uh, talent, like, uh, for example, I don't know, That recful. Uh, recful just has this natural ability, and at a certain point, no matter how hard somebody else may train, they would never be able to really get to that level. Like, it's almost it's something that
3: you're born with, you'd say, just like with, uh, I don't know. I definitely think that there's like an aspect of, of natural talent, but I don't know if uh, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would say that you can't get to that level by working hard. Um, like I, I, going back to Smash again, like a classic example is like there's Mango and Mewtwo King. This was like always like a famous example because Mango uh, he he's a natural. He's very talented. Everything came very quickly to him and easily. He doesn't know the theory crafting that much at all. And then you have Mutu King, who's like the exact opposite. He's kind of like a robot, where he just grinded and theory crafted and like put in all this time for hours and hours and hours and knows every little detail about the game. And they were kind of like definitely for a long time they were rivals. And so I, it was kind of a proof that, um, I mean, there's there's more to the story, but in essence, it's kind of proof that like talent and hard work can match each other. I think I don't know. But I do think people like recful, it definitely are mm. like naturally talented. You see a lot of that.
0: We have a couple of comments, by the way. And don't let the 99 discourage you from sending less than that, by the way. So need those super chats out there. But we have a comment over here from Ramonas who says he played Sheik, which you did. His grab finger must have been ripped.
3: So explain what, what exactly does this mean? <laughs> well, uh, so kind of making it fun of how Sheik is just like constant Sheik always grabs people and chain grabs or like tech chases, which is like, there's a lot of grabbing going on with, with Sheiks. And it's like, it's almost kind of like lame in a way. Like Sheik is just like always looking for grabs and then her grab combos are very annoying to deal with. Uh So that's probably what, what, what uh, they're saying. Cause like, I, I you know, like as a Sheik player I would have to grab a lot and it's true. My, my, if I ever had uh injuries, it was like my, index finger for grabbing and my other index finger for wave dashing so much well yeah i mean i can't discount uh, the amount of
0: pain that the uh Oh my golly, Bandur two one twelve 2112999 wow. usd everyone list their top three favorite musical artists and brief why, doesn't have to be right now, don't let me interrupt the flow, well you did, but it's absolutely fine, thank you so much, Good question. yes, well, thank well, you so much, man, I don't know, Slush, wow. you're like our lucky rabbits for today, Do I don't know what's going really on. out.
1: <laughs> Peter Thiel must like Super Smash Bros. So that's yeah. That's just, I, I can't think of uh, any other
0: exploit. Yeah, that's probably it. But with Super Smash brother I tried playing one time. I sucked donkey dick. It was horrible. My one but, friend
1: was addicted. He was a bit of a streamer. He was like addicted to it. Like, but but young. what exactly is it about?
0: It's super- definitely addictive. But what is it about that particular gameplay? Because I don't know. Just like as a side observer of what's going on. It is a nostalgic
1: on? classic. Like I'm not a, I'm not a gamer by any But from what I recall, it is like a millennial. Hmm like, nostalgic sure. type of... But as far as the actual... It's up there with, like, Super Mario Sunshine or mm-hmm. something like that. I
0: don't but know. as far as Dance, the actual yeah. techniques that are employed there, it seems to me like it's very hard to get somebody off the map because they just have multiple jumps that they take to get back on it. Why is that? Like, why isn't it just, like, you're <coughs> once you're off the map, you're gone? Like, why the multiple jumps to try and get back on for all the characters?
3: I, I think that... Uh... When Smash was originally designed, it was so like Sakurai, the guy who made it uh, like there's like this famous story of how he was at an arcade playing Street Fighter 2. And uh, he was watching how like the people who were good at the game would just destroy anyone who was a casual. And he kind of thought to himself, like, what if there was a fighting game that like everyone was on the same playing field that like anyone could just pick it up and like be able to contest with someone who's been playing for a long time. And that's kind of how he came up with the, this formula of like Smash, which is this sort of like arena combat. I, I don't even know what you would call it because it's not like a traditional fighting game. Um, so I think that like all the design decisions, like all the extra jumps and the recoveries and stuff like that, and just the way it's about knocking someone off screen and the percents, it's all designed around like being very intuitive and uh, easy to pick up, I think. That's, hmm. that's my understanding, at
0: least. And also Ramona says, uh, competitive Smash has no ceiling gap. So that may explain like the, the multiple jumps. Maybe like it allows like a larger area
3: to uh, to work on there. But uh, we have a question from this. I kind- think that yes. uh, They they meant when they said that that like there is no ceiling to how skilled you can get.
0: Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. All right, that that's interesting. Well, we'll we'll get into that a little bit too. But we have a, a comment from Iron Dragon, not a super chat, but I know that Iron Dragon, you sent this comment earlier. I remember I saw it. So uh, I'm gonna say this one here: Why Skyrim and Minecraft are the defining games of the 2010s and what it means for this generation. Go for it, Slush. And also Prudentialist, feel free to input as well, because I know that you are also uh, a gamer. So
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> um. Well, okay. First of all, I've never played uh, Skyrim. So don't know if I'm the best to answer that part of the question. And I've only played Minecraft for the first time this year. Um, so I'm probably not like equipped to answer this properly, but if I had to say anything about Minecraft, I think it's because, I mean, that game is, is really just like, um, like the video game equivalent of like a sandbox, really like more than anything else. Right. Like you can make anything, you can do all sorts of sophisticated stuff. You can adventure with your friends. Like it's so versatile and like, creative so and all the mods that you can uh play and all this stuff i think it's i don't know just like the game that keeps on giving and i think the same probably applies to skyrim in terms of the mods have you by the way seen the uncensored library uh, build
0: on uh, Minecraft? And by the way, before I show that, CS not Lewis another 99.99 US oh dollars. My God. Mwah! Mwah! Okay, here we go. <laughs> anyway, going to have to pay me for <laughs> once. <laughs> wow. So, here we go. Here is the uh, Minecraft. Uh, look look at this beautiful what? Look at this Amazing. beautiful thing. Wait,
1: Minecraft has a set like map. I thought it was an infinite like repeating uh, it is, like but uh, thing.
0: no, it is infinitely repeating, Someone but there are like, this. yeah, there are certain servers or where shit. you could just make whatever you want. And this Uncensored Library, I think the reason why it's called Uncensored, let me see, um, this I Minecraft. be.
1: that from Borgias, the infinite library. The here we go. Story.
0: So it says over here on The Verge, and I know that The Verge is a little bit sus, but either way, it says this Minecraft library is making censored journalism accessible all over the world. So, um, uh, okay, what does it say over here? Um, um, Vehicle for reporters without borders, uncensored library, a virtual hub housing a collection of otherwise inaccessible journalism all over the world with specific sections devoted to Russia, my favorite, Egypt, Mexico, Saudi Arabia, and Vietnam. So, yeah, it's interesting like how uh, it's a combination of freedom and art. And I do notice something specifically with Nintendo. And I know you have a pet peeve when it comes to how Nintendo treated the uh, Smash community. We'll get into that as well. But what I do admire about Nintendo is that it seems to, and Sega too, I'd say. I mean, Sega's kind of like the oddball, kind of like the crazy uncle of the video game world now. But uh, yeah. they seem to be... Not going with this very woke traje- trajectory, and I know it's like a beaten horse term already, but you know what I mean. Like they still have certain oh, yeah, so. uh, standards.
3: Uh yeah, I mean, uh, they're very traditional Japanese in a lot of ways. Uh, if they they they, they kind of Nintendo stays out of like socio political stuff for the most part, it seems like, but in a way that makes them political, strangely enough,
0: because by at a certain point, it's like the guy who didn't do the Hitler salute. Uh, you remember that whole picture, like there, everybody was doing the Hitler, and he yeah, did that not. Guy? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that yeah, no, no, because it's almost like if you today don't say something, like if you ma- remain completely neutral, you're already taking a political stance by not saying something. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the point that we've gotten
3: to sort now of, already. Only from the perspective of like people who are way too into politics. You know, I think like you, the average person. Uh, is apolitical and completely uninvolved and somewhere in the middle of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Yes and no. I think you would have been right maybe uh,
0: before 2014. Onwards, I think what's been going on is people have been kind of forced, at least in the city. I'm not saying this is all over the place, but I'm from New York. And at least here it does feel like people are kind of forced to you know, uh, display certain loyalties. Even, like, let's say you're a store, for instance. Stores would start displaying, you know, certain hashtags, certain signs, and Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that they don't believe in those things if they don't display them, but it's almost like, let's just make sure. Let's just make sure nobody's going to throw a brick through our window, you know, if we... It's kind of like how uh, the Hebrews painted the uh, door (laughs) frames, uh, you know, with with the blood. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. See, Philip Daniels has someone. So, someone <laughs> took that photo of
1: the Egyptian painting the door with the blood with the ram's blood, and above it said like he him or something like that. Oh <laughs> like,
0: uh, yeah, ph- But what were we yeah. talking
1: about? How is that related to Smash?
0: Lev? I'll or, tell. Or, no, no. Or I'll tell you how it's re- Well, I think there may be a relation to Smash. It may not be like I may be totally off the mark here as far as uh, the uh, certain problems that you see within the Smash community. It could be completely unrelated to any of the things that I said right now. But I am curious, like, what are some of the uh, things that kind of drove you out out of uh, being in the Smash community?
3: Uh, it's it's related. Uh... There we go. See, <laughs> like, I knew you, it. You used I knew the it. Term, the term woke. That that's that's the Smash community in a nutshell. It's like uh, you know your typical. The so the way I see the smash community is actually in a funny way I I view it a lot like uh, America where you have like uh, this sort of like 50 50 split should I keep going, or, okay. mm. you have this like 50 50 split, or maybe it's not exactly 50 50 but there's definitely a split where there's like the vocal smash community, and this is like not even necessarily represented by top players but uh, there's quite a few of them in there and it's very woke very uh, leftist intersectional feminist type of jargon and gobbledygook or whatever and then you have uh, gobbledygook. The people that who... that sounds that sounds racist <laughs> Does, is it i don't know i oh, just kind of took it from norm macdonald the
0: the second, the second part of it i got that from kink from hank Dull.
1: <laughs> Where he's like, I, I do real work, man's work, not sitting around <laughs> all day ratting gobbling gook. Like, <laughs> I sell <saw> propane.
3: <laughs> I love King of the Hill. Mm. Oh, man. Um, that was
1: when the, they tried to like, see, they predicted all of this with that episode because they tried to take away Bobby for like claiming he was abused or whatever. And oh, so like,
3: yeah. Hmm.
1: They like a little pencil guy that looks like logo, like <laughs> oh, never. <mind>. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they also
0: predicted the, uh, what's going on in the military with that military school episode. If you remember that one. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bush. Oh, fuck. Oh yeah.
3: So, but, but anyway, yes. Um, yeah. So like, there's definitely this like super somewhat radically woke side of the community. They're all about inclusivity and they're incredibly cringe in my opinion. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff in there that really turned me off. Turns a lot of people off, though. though most people in the Smash community who are turned off by it are, are afraid to be vocal about it. Uh, if anything, like technicals, the YouTuber has sort of like uh, created a voice that people are like. There's, a, I know a lot of people who like love technicals wouldn't wouldn't tell anyone else in the Smash community that they love technicals. Wait, what's technicals? They don't want no trouble. What's technicals? Oh, I can't. I don't hear you for some reason. What is uh? Hello. I'm having audio issues. Hold on. That's
0: okay. Everybody subscribe. He's like a
1: YouTuber. It's like Turkey Tom. He he there like everybody. documents. Well, could you call him a rea- like a drama YouTuber reaction YouTuber? I don't know.
3: Uh, I wouldn't quite call him a drama YouTuber, but mm-hmm. he does deal with Smash drama. Um, mostly because he's like the only person who is willing to be the voice of reason, and like he's also like he's kind of like dubs. He's like mm-hmm. he he's gonna he's kind of like uh he's funny and he has like a sort of asshole-ish like way of saying things that'll definitely piss people off who are against what he's saying which I love and um yeah and he says a lot of stuff that like is is 100% needed needs to be said and that like there's a lot of censorship within Mm. the smash community people don't want to speak their mind if they if they are not with the status quo, is it a similar thing to say? Because uh, you
0: were mentioning before uh, Banjo Kazooie, and uh, I think uh, both of us know who's a big fan of that game as well, JonTron. And if you recall, oh, yeah. yeah, and if you yeah. recall, like what ended up happening with JonTron, he had that whole debate with Destiny, and then it seems like there was a fragment of uh, former JonTron fans or people who were watching him who turned against him. But he still, you know, kept making videos and he still has a really, really large fan base, you know, especially for somebody who uploads so rarely, you know, he has an incredibly loyal following. So it seems to work out in the end, but you do still have, I think, a very loud minority of people that are going to be extremely vocal and make it seem like it's bigger than it is. But, But, like, what's the
1: appeal? Like, I I can understand, like, Minecraft has a certain, like, without insulting people, a certain, like, normie, like, kid audience, but, like... Why does Smash te- seem to attract like the animation game dev like pronouns in the bio community? Let's say uh, like, do you have a theory of like why? Yeah, it's,
3: uh... I, I have a little bit of a theory. I don't really know if it's accurate or not, but my understanding is that, um, well, okay, Nintendo kids. Oh, okay.
1: Know. Oh, say no more. Say no yeah. more. Yeah. No <laughs> it's like I Nintendo
3: get, kids yeah. were like the uncool kids amongst <laughs> gamers so it's mm-hmm. like the smash community is and and the speedrunning community because that's also very nintendo influenced is very like uh is an extension of that i think wait so if the nintendo
0: kids were not cool what does that make the sega kids and in even, particular
1: even nintendo hates their own fan base so it's cool it's all right uh, <laughs> the sega kids
3: are yeah. autistic oh there we yeah. go that that explains everything <laughs> look at just the, that there uh, you go lav that's yeah. you
1: right there, there <laughs> fucking sonic hey, i'm a <laughs> sega kid too esoteric yeah. sonic Come well on, bro. <laughs> i don't know i don't
0: know what level of sega kid you were i want to get into that as well we have a super chat from photosynthetic z 499 usd in the total state it is normal to be political but usually only in one direction perhaps to var- varying yeah. degrees yeah, I kind of see that. Well,
1: they they disguise it by like hiding, claiming that it's not political, mm. like, saying that.
0: Well, is I the natural conclusion. I wanna of history. I wanna get a word in from Prudentialist as well. So, uh, what do you personally find in uh, your gaming uh, spheres? What exactly also You're do you like? Do you like playing? Yes, I
4: I, I am uh, a lot of autistic 4x gaming, so a lot of <laughs> strategy resource management, but uh, oh also, yeah, obviously That's Well, oh of course, <laughs> right uh, <laughs> with. <laughs> It just fits my niche of talking about the world. But no, that and then a lot of first-person shooters and uh, sort of action RPG stuff. So like the Iron Dragon question about Skyrim. I think everyone, it's been out now for 10 years, right? So everyone makes that comparison. Like, oh, this is the baseline set for future RPGs. And it kind of allows Bethesda to shoot itself in the foot when it makes a product and it doesn't necessarily work out. Um but I think that left had a point earlier where it sort of starts to change around 2014
0: for the wonderful GG reasons but um
4: I, I think that I was this close know,
0: I was this close by the way to getting uh the New York Times journalist I know to go on the show today unfortunately he was already in the airplane uh going uh, across the world somewhere. No, we have a so, dedicated stream with yes. him.
1: We got to yeah. have him in some other gamer gate like OG like, uh,
0: Oh
4: just book Carl. <laughs> Yeah,
1: well, Sargon, that would be good, but go <laughs> yeah. get him against old. like Davis Cerrini or something. <laughs> no. Oh, fuck no, God no. Yeah. Oh.
0: Okay, but uh, actually, I, I do want
1: the Sigma Supreme Gentleman. I do want, want to talk
0: a little bit about Sega, though, because you did a great video slush talking about the uh, Sonic fan games, and uh, yeah. you've you've played uh, how, how many of them have you looked at so far, of the fan games? Yeah. Like, uh,
3: I mostly just watched people play them because I was too lazy to, to actually play them myself. I went through, like, a, a really... I went through, like, a six-month phase where, like, every day I was just, like, binging videos of people playing Sonic fan games. And I just couldn't stop for some reason. Um, in the ones I played, I think I played Sonic before the sequel, um, Sonic Utopia. And also there was, like, a more recent one that was, like... Uh, like adventure style gameplay mm. with some boost in there as well. I can't remember what it was called, like Sonic GT or something. Or I can't, I can't remember. Mm. It was it was did, it did well at last year's uh, Sonic Fan Game Expo thingy. I forget what, what that that's called. Well, either way, like uh, it was also mentioned
0: the uh, people who uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but he made a Sonic fan yeah. game, and then he went on to do Sonic Mania. So. Yep. Sega seems to embrace that part of it, but it is also interesting. I'm not sure how much Sonic Team, as opposed to like Sega of America, were embracing something like uh, Sonic Media. Like it still seems like there's a slight, a slight wall. I don't know if it's like a cultural wall, but uh, there does seem to be like a slight uh, barrier between the Japanese developers and whatever uh, these fans are doing. And it seems very weird because the Japanese developers, like, you know, for the people who have watched BTR before, you know me, you know how much I love Japanese culture, but it's still, like, it's not great. You know, like, a lot of the games Mm -hmm. that the Japanese developers have come out recently, maybe because of the deadlines or whatever, but they're not great games. And then you have these fans who can do way better of a job, yet you're not really integrating them in to kind of, like, work with Sonic Team directly. I'm not sure exactly why that is. Maybe it's the same reason why Nintendo doesn't really uh, have that
3: same affinity towards its community, or I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Uh, it 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 does seem like it could be the the similar reason. Like, there's something about like the Japanese mindset where they're more insular and don't want to like work with outside forces as much. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like that uh, familiar with. Who is responsible for getting the fa- the guys who did the fan games to work on Sonic Mania? Whoever is responsible, though, thank like I love that person because yeah, <laughs> Sonic Mania is so good.
1: But is it just like having your favorite video game characters basically go at it in like a go at it? Do they call them side scroller fighters <laughs> or like yeah, like Taken or, or
0: uh... yeah? Well, when we have Sonic and go at it in the same in the same breath, Geo.
2: <laughs>
1: no, no, about Smash Bros, it's like that like yeah i wonder if that's like the novelty of it like what happens when you put like Waluigi against uh donkey kong or whoever right like it's... yeah oh i mean
3: people clearly love like mo- characters of different universes fighting each other i mean we have like nickelodeon all-star brawl now and I-, I saw there's like a warner brothers one is, like <laughs> joker <laughs> fighting finn for adventure time or something yeah. like <laughs> or like oh, or like bugs
0: bunny can just like dig a hole yeah. and just like you know Anyway, yeah, it seems to I'll me that like yeah, oh, that was a good one. It seems to me though that with the metaverse, especially would yeah. be the JDR. Yeah, <laughs> it's it seems like with the metaverse, I don't remember who was making this um this point in a stream way 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 long ago on BTR, you know, ancient BTR history that the metaverse, like with Meta right now with uh, you know Facebook changing the name to Meta it's going to be a world where so many of these different properties are going to be interacting with each other where right now we have like separates like you said we have nintendo and then we have you know this and that but what if could they just like all combine just like into this one weird katamari like (laughs) thing you know what i mean like the dimensional marriage yeah the dimensional merge exactly uh chris (laughs) chan i think predicted it you know right on the money it's, uh, it doesn't make sense as far as there being competitive companies out there that want to protect their own brands and wouldn't want to cross those thresholds, but do you think that that is kind of in the past? Do you expect that there would be a Smash game in the future, which would be similar to, let's say, what Mugen does? For those who don't know about Mugen, it's like a, um, you can make your own fighting game, you could insert sprites of whatever characters you want, so it is kind of like that idea of Super Smash Bros., but expanded to anything people want. And I imagine maybe in the future that could be done, but like on a more professional level. I don't know, where am I dreaming here and these companies are going to be
3: super strict with their copyright? Um, I, okay, I don't see Nintendo making a game like that. That sounds way too like good <laughs> for Nintendo to do. Nintendo would never like do something that like modern. Um, the way I see it is like, I could see a bunch of companies like teaming up for that, but I feel like certain companies like Nintendo would just withhold from it. They would be like, no, we we make the better game. We're going to like not give you our IP. Mm. Well, what if Nintendo's whole like a competitive advantage thing is like we're providing something that no one Mm. else can provide, you know?
0: That's true. I mean, I don't again want to just be, you know, very uh, close minded here, but with the history of japan in general it seems like there is some kind of an as above so below thing going on where japan was closed off for an incredibly long amount of time and there was this relative peacetime, and then the americans came in and all hell broke loose and there was this big tension with the world view that the japanese people had and especially the japanese government i mean we saw what happened in world war ii for example you know It was very different of a mentality than the West, so much so that uh, the people who were fighting the Japanese in the Pacific, they had to react to it very differently, where they had to kind of like shoot on sight, take no prisoners, because they knew that there was not that same concept of surrender for the Japanese. So Mm. it it is a very interesting thing to think about. Like, then you look at video games, and you look at what exactly... Even something not even video games, but something like anime creates in the world because we have 4chan 4chan is because of anime. I mean, that's pretty much the only reason why 4chan exists, you know that and like 2 channel. So we have this force that comes out of an environment that was very secluded for a long time. That's created all of this impact that's around us. Like, What do you personally attribute, not even that much to Japanese video games, but just to Japanese culture, like anime video games, like all all that stuff? What do you personally, and I want to ask the rest of the panel as well after you, but what do you personally attribute all of that stuff to creating in the world today?
3: Femboys. I'm going to go with Femboys. There you go. There we go. Uh... (laughs) Oh.
0: (laughs) <laughs> but but it is so ironic though. You say femboys, while at the same time people attribute the based and red pilled uh, people, you know, to uh, liking anime and uh, a lot of that Japanese stuff. Again, look at four chan. Well,
3: so it's know, very strange. Yeah. Uh, so like obviously, like the the trans community is like not conservative usually. Uh, they're they're very left leaning, but. I mean, I don't know if this is a general trend or not. I'm friends with Dimitri Monroe. He's a femboy. Oh,
2: God.
3: And he, he he's uh, he's definitely red-pilled and based. I don't know. Like, he's not... He's, we were going to get not, him on the um, show
1: once, but then something happened. Yeah. His, what ac- happened, last?
0: I, I I believe his account was shut down then, and I couldn't reach the guy afterwards. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of has but, like those... Some... some... Yeah. But do you know who he did end up getting on? Wait, hold on, Gia. Do you know who we did end up getting on? I don't know if slush if you were a uh, Sega Saturn owner, but that was what I, I played. I wasn't. Yes, I was. So I played Sonic. Very rare. I know. See, I have like the rarest of the rare people. Yeah, because if you're talking <laughs> about like the, you're saying that the uh, betas were Nintendo people. I guess PlayStation would be the alphas, and right. like the like and you were the gamma. I was. <laughs> the, wait, no, no, I was you're the sigma. Sig. There we yeah, go. There sigma. we go. I, I was just, sigma. Segma, exactly. Smeg, <laughs> smegma. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway. Back back on track here. We're going in the weeds. Back on track. So, when it comes to uh, the uh, when it comes to the Sega game Sonic R, we had the singer of Sonic R on the show, which was amazing. By what? the way. What? Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. You know, this is okay. So, since you're new to BTR, just so you understand what we do here, is our whole thing. Just like we're gonna have Cristan here. We bring people on who never would otherwise talk with each other, not because they hate each other, but just because it's just like very different communities. So in that way, it's like you tend to learn new things that you otherwise don't, uh, don't know. Like I'm very fascinated by the gamer community, but I also want the gamer community or people who are interested in that stuff to have a broader scope to inspire them to create something beyond whatever it is that they're used to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, like Prudentialist, what would be the community that you'd say you are a part of uh, when it comes to, I mean, I know you're talking about the strategy games and all that, but in general, what would you describe if you could put a name to your specific community? Because you're all about logistics and uh, strategy and history and world events. Can you put a name on that? Or is it kind of more ephemeral than Well, I that. mean,
4: like, the, the category, right, would be anywhere from, like, 4X to, to real-time strategy would be the, the best ones. Like, I'm sure that there's a million memes out there of playing, like, Hearts of Iron 4 or any of the, like, um, any sort of, like, European Kingdom game where it's basically just maps, like Euro Universalis or so things like that. So I would, I would say strategy or 4X in general would be the community.
0: Hmm. And do you think it also do you think that there is a correlation between the kind of games that people play and the kind of personalities that they have? So we were mentioning Smash community, you, uh, Slush, would not be considered to then be like the stereotypical Smash player if there would be such a thing, based on like what you said, like, is shared among a lot of people within that community. But in general, do you notice certain patterns within the games that you play and who you are, much like the dog that you have, you notice like the owners look like they're
3: dogs. You know what I mean? Like, is there a similar thing going on with the games that people play? Uh, I think there might be yeah, to some degree, like, you know, someone who's uh, an out of the box thinker might really like puzzle games or something like that. Uh, When it it comes to smash, like, yeah, there's that stereotypical kind of smash player, but then there was like this whole other half of the community. That was nothing like that stereotype. And I felt like in smash, it would actually come more down to like their play style. You could tell a person's personality traits from the way they played their character. Were they very defensive and campy? Were they very aggressive? You know, stuff like that. Mm. So when you chose Sheik, does that say something about your taste in women? (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you right now that I started playing Sheik because before I got into competitive Smash, my older brother would always beat me all the time. I couldn't beat him. And he played Samus. And one day I Googled, how to beat Samus in Super Smash Brothers Melee? And the answer said, play Sheik. Mm. So I was like, okay, I'll play Sheik. And then when I started playing competitively, I had all like, I had built up practice playing Sheik. So I just went with Sheik.
0: Interesting. And what is your favorite character, as Lisa Bode asks? Would it be Sheik, or do you have another favorite character?
3: Uh, I actually like Falco the most. Mm. Um, I'm not as good with Falco as I am with Sheik, but I think he's like the most fun to play and he's got the coolest combos and you just, just, you can just do the coolest shit with valgo honestly and also named after the band that brought us the great uh rock me amadeus
0: song so yeah nothing uh some nothing better than that other than the simpsons version with planet of the apes Dr. i think that's exactly that that <laughs> one was the the very best but uh as far as yes as far as let's say um video game car- sp- yeah
1: well, you mentioned anime before. Oh, go ahead, love. Sorry.
0: Well, no, no. I think that we're around the same period here of uh, questioning. So regarding anime, is there a favorite anime character that you have? Do you have... Well, let me ask you this. Would you consider yourself to be a neat in any particular um, uh, grade? I'm not talking about like full-on hikikamori, but is there like a anime nerd quality that you also have? Or is that not, not
3: the case? Not really. Uh I like anime, but I, I have I'm pretty like noobish in, in terms of like the animes I've seen. I've seen like just more of the mainstream stuff, maybe a few other ones here and there. Hmm. Uh like I've never seen Evangelion, for example. You know, I feel like that's like a pretty critical one to have not seen. Uh I well don't know. you
0: and Gio are in the same boat. Gio is also a newcomer to anime. What have you well, seen so far, Gio?
1: I just saw it's funny you mentioned me and my best friend. We just saw Redline together last night. That was pretty cool.
0: That mm, was a good movie. Yeah, great animation in that one. Yeah, And uh, we have actually, speaking of anime, we have a five Canadian dollar super chat from Cat Girl Milk, who is the owner of the Cat Girl Milk and Yogurt Company. Uh, you know, wonderful new entre- entrepreneurial uh, spirit right over there. You know, break- breaking the barriers of uh, you know what would be considered. It's pretty
1: hard rounding up. I, I've I've helped <laughs> I've helped him a few times. It's hard rounding up those cat girls. It's pretty
0: hard. Yeah, it's like her, <laughs> It's hurting cats. That's pretty much what it is. It's hurting cats. But uh, he says uh, or they she says a
1: lot. They bite you a
0: lot. They do. Yeah. And not in a good way either, sometimes. So <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yes. So uh Catgirl Mulk says, has playing chic affected your taste in women?
3: Um playing Smash has affected my taste in women. Explain. Uh, I know I know now that I will oh, God. never date uh, a girl who plays Smash. A I'll <laughs> never date a girl who uses Twitter. <laughs> oh! Oh! and if they're oh, involved in goodness. any way with esports or twitch or like they know too much about youtube just that's good know- policy. Yeah. Just any- anyone that who's good going policy. to like air dirty laundry about our relationship online or like oh. try and try and twit longer me for like something <laughs> that's totally like not relevant to anyone but ourselves you know what i mean like, i'm not gonna do anything that is I-, I would never do anything bad but i'm saying that like I've seen it, like, oh, like I, I've seen someone twit longer their their boyfriend for. Um, they said, they said he was stalking girls, and when they elaborated, it was following women on Instagram, and it was like, like, like I don't know, like I don't need, I don't need any of that shit. It happens you know a mean? lot
1: with Twitch power couples, but even happens in like the most niche, uh, right? Like, like weird, distant circles on Twitter.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: I could, I could just say the names, right? I could just say like. Margo and Radek, and people know who I'm talking about. It's like,
0: oh. <laughs> Wait, I don't, hold on. I don't follow. You got to explain this for the people not in the know.
1: I'm not explaining it, Love. I'm not. <laughs> don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about there, it. There was
0: a, there was a couple I remember where the guy ended up There's getting
1: blood all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, there... for those who don't, Love, you really want to know? I really want to know. Okay, this. This guy uh, Mar- Raddick, he was he had this account. It was called like Right Wing Takes, and he met this like girl through Twitter who happened to be underage at the time. And he like drove like three different states or something just to like. Anyway, I'm not getting into it. Don't worry about it. It had, <laughs> wow. so, Apparently, in like, of course, these people have a lot more views and money and resources. But apparently, it happens quite a lot in like Twitch video game <laughs> circles. Yeah. Uh, that's what my friend Noah Hugbox has told me. Mm. There's a lot of, uh, skeletons in the closet there. But... Mm. <laughs> well, oh, yeah.
0: I, re- I recall the, uh, the old chestnut of the whole thing with game grumps, you know, back, uh, to, uh, John here for a minute. Did he
1: get me too?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 Dan, no, right? No. And that, that, yeah. that from what I understand is false as well, but no, not that it's the, it's the Yoko Ono thing with, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh. who ended up marrying Aaron and, uh, The legend goes is that she did not like John, and that's why he got kicked out of Game Grumps. Oh, really? uh, Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I don't want to spread rumors. It's probably a sin to spread rumors, you know, do not bear false witness and all that. So I wouldn't talk about it more than that. I thought this is kind of just like internet history that people already kind of know that that's what uh, ended up happening. I don't know. Again, allegedly, uh, don't sue me. Anyway. Oh, God. Yes. (laughs) Oh, God, someone mentioned
1: Monkey Jones. Oh, my God
0: wait who, who is monkey jones
1: i love monkey jones he was a great guy well he got involved with like drama with you know gfs online and i don't
0: know yeah oh I, right not good i think the it's best strategy good. is just to uh meet a girl at um well i mean church right i mean we can't forget church
3: <laughs> the grocery store <laughs> gross
0: yeah farmer's market what's wrong with the market? hey she market? likes
3: food there's nothing wrong with that <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean the, yeah yeah no, but especially farm fresh food. That means that she uh, values her health. You know, like mm-hmm. you can check off a lot of boxes just by that, especially. You guys are the...
1: destroying my dreams of some t- <laughs> like some like shut in autistic Twitter e-girl sliding into my DMs after a certain point.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised, surprised that it doesn't they're out there already.
1: <laughs> no, I know. Well, everyone's mar- like everyone's taken or married on Twitter, mm. at least in our circles. That's well, you know.
0: c- cyber. Yeah, don't remind yeah. me, Geo. Cyber Ninja Zero says, "There's also the pro Jared thing. Wasn't he
3: vindicated though?" Yeah, that was bullshit. Apparently, yeah, Yeah. I didn't follow that too much. I I, yeah, like I remember it happening, but I I wasn't really in on what the final the final verdict was or whatever.
1: There's only like a few people that managed to like truly like do it right. Like like for example, like Count Dankula, he has a like he his wife has a youtube channel but like she they have a kid together they're married they're mm. stable that's like the optimal yeah. thing mm-hmm. but that's like few and fucking far also, between uh, also like, yeah. oh, also God. sticks also <laughs>
0: sticks because uh sticks is wife? Buy, oh but... yeah sticks
1: married his reply girl <laughs> oh yeah, i so can't call her works. that that's no but she, she was a prolific sticks fan that he managed to yeah, you have moved to the Netherlands and everything. Yeah. Well, but anyways, really this is just drama. They got right yeah, now. they got they got to um, <laughs> stick together.
0: I mean, look, Gio, let's be fucking honest here. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> let's, let's the puns. Bro. Let's, let's, be, let's be honest. Everybody stick loves everybody true. loves that's everybody true. loves drama and everybody I think got a real um yeah, that's got, true. got a real kick out of uh the last stream that we had. So actually, oh, you could tell yeah, that's Well, you yeah, could you could tell Slush bad. and Prudentialist, I don't know if you watched that stream or not, did you? I did, yeah. That was a lot of fun to watch. So, okay, that was, um, that, was that was that was
1: better than sticks debating Ni how Nick. Who wants so. to? Okay, who, which one of you guys <laughs> wants good. to take
0: turn telling Slush what this was? And I'm curious what Slush would also uh, think about this. Gio, go ahead. It's all yours. Oh, no, you go. Oh, no, okay, go okay. go go.
1: So we brought um, this uh, woman. She was frequently on the show. Her name is Jessica Delos, and she she's a DC staffer. She works for. Uh, she worked for who is now the transportation secretary Pete Buttigieg, Booty Man. Um, Are like close? And... Cl- closer to the mic, Gio. Oh, sorry. So my mic is usually booming. There you go. So she worked for Booty Man, and uh, um, <laughs> Booty Bo- Buttigieg, and so we were. So I don't know. Lev thought this was a good idea. Um, <laughs> brought her on a debate about the state of uh, the like you know washington and the democrat party and whatever we were sticks pecks and hammer and um i don't know it just didn't go very (laughs) well it went amazing for the audience but for us (laughs) it was kind of um sticks like (sighs) i i don't want it like you know but just i think let's call it a sticks victory for that one that was Hmm. especially near the end (laughs) it kind of fell apart into you know
0: no but emotional um Okay, but, but look look at it this way. The other times <laughs> that Jessica was on, everything was uh, all good, and we had a very interesting um, a look-through of the stream that I was watching today by uh, the great uh, uh, average centrist, uh, BTR, regular average centrist, and when I listened to that conversation again, which was basically about, like it was supposed to be about the Democratic Party, but then it went a little bit to Trump, and then went on to the issue of censorship, then... I looked through what I was saying and I was very fucking gentle. Like, I was way more gentle than the impression that yeah, I got from what... Yeah, I was trying more... to give her... You yeah, know. you especially. Like, you were...
1: Um... Yeah, but then you, but she accused you of being, like, going against her. I, I, don't, I and, don't know.
0: And you know what? I think that that was not a right accusation to make upon looking through the stream again. Well, wow. but, uh, yeah. but 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 no is let's move on. <laughs> No, 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 oh. no not yet because this is why we I want to tie about this. Video. We got to tie I want to tie this Video's together.
1: the minds of
0: people. Well, hold P- on. on. I'm tying this. Oh, I'm tying this together. <laughs> I am weaving a web here geo like a spider. So here's here's what I'm getting at Slush. So um. what this showed to me that video and again I appreciate her coming on but what it showed to me is that there are people out there who are going to be in a particular frame of mind where, unfortunately, it's not going to be as easy to reach out to them and just even to explain like, wh- why it is that there is some disagreement going on because they just may be looking at things from a completely different direction. And at that mm-hmm. point, what I understand more and more is not that while there is no hope there is just like these two sides and pick a side and i know cyber ninja zero thinks that that's fine what i'm getting from that though is that there are going to be people out there who are reasonable like you said who are actually going to be what i consider to be you know i mean i'm a classical liberal make of that what you will i consider there to be more people out there like me they're not going to be as vocal about it and there are also people who are within the professional setting today who are not going to be like that, who are going to tow a particular ideology, and it's going to be very difficult to grab them out of that ideology. So what I propose to uh, kind of be done is to actually look at people who do go to things like video games and go to things that, let's say, are the least political, which is why the Smash community being the way that you said kind of surprised me. Because when I look at something like Nintendo, you know, Mario, Bing, Bing, Wahoo, whatever the fuck you want to say, that that aside, I still look at some kind of an escape from these ideologies. And my yeah. hope is that the people who are within those circles, that they could still play games, but then they could kind of ascend beyond that and, I don't know, just start reading more... Start reading more books. I don't know. Just start doing something there to elevate themselves and be ready for the dark winter that's probably going to come. Because, it, you know, like with the economy and all that, it's probably going to get really tough. But from there, maybe there could be a new renaissance. Maybe something could be built from there. And I'm sure that those people are out there. I don't know. I said a mouthful. Curious um, if you have any thoughts on that matter.
3: I mean... Games definitely are and can be an escape from all of that. I think that like it's not that like Smash as a game fails to be that. It's that it became esports and okay. then it, it stopped being like that. Then it started being political. Before Smash was esports, when it was a grassroots community, it was uh not the way it is now. Like it was um much more people were saying offensive stuff, people were acting crazy, you know. Of course, it was a smaller community and it was just a bunch of guys, really. That's maybe that's why, but it was when it became esports that it became at the end because esports like corporate. Mm-hmm. So I think that when, when things get corporate, that's when you start to see like so there's an ideology that's pushed among corporations because it makes them more money. Yeah. Uh, and, and it, you know, that's it, they're doing what they think they, the people want them to do. And it's just sort of this like uh, vicious cycle. And the Cat Girl Milk $5 says, get the gamers mm. on
0: audiobooks. I'm a fan of audiobooks. Actually, my hierarchy, just so you know, like my personal hierarchy of uh, what it takes to uh, level up one's uh, consciousness, would be like whatever forces your mind to work more. I elevate up there. Video games is kind Mm. of a weird one for me because on one hand, you are using your imagination to solve various problems. So it's not as like you're passive watching the TV. But then again, if you're watching, I don't know, Taxi Driver or like Sam and Samurai or whatever, you're going to get way more out of that even though you're (laughs) passive. But then there are still Mm. things like, let's say radio where now you can visualize things in your head as opposed to having them being visualized for you again for better or worse because yeah, certain...
1: true crime podcast as my love That's yeah yeah, yeah exactly you're
0: listening to now but then um, you, but, but then you said... have uh, wait one second though when oh, then yeah. you have books and i think the reason why books are better than audio books is because now you have uh both visual and uh, uh like uh, audio like a, available to be utilized where when you you listening-
1: have you have to use the power of of your inner cortex to really like to yeah it's it's a different sensory experience because audiobooks to me are just like podcasts almost i mean mm-hmm. i'm more of an audio person myself but i have to force myself to like mm. really but someone said a web, web web aristocrat that's a good name um it's what scroll up Lev a little bit okay here we go Wait. there you go no, that's too far, too far. Those types of people are usually the escapist types who <laughs> hate reality. Oh, I thought you meant the magazine escapist or the uh. website whatever. <laughs> like a uh, movie Bob. but um no, I I think like uh it's I the, the, like Nintendo I think brings a certain aesthetic in my opinion that lends to sort of fantasy imagination uh and certain types of like people who are more predisposed to certain political ideas i think maybe will fall in line but i mean you mentioned before about japan like japan is interesting because like someone said the game devs are more based or whatever which is true but they have a unique like approach that i think like the reason i like for example the reason people are so enamored by anime across the political spectrum especially the fringes is because the anime really escapes like a lot of like western political categories, right? Like it's it's not like they have enough like quote-unquote representation of like quote-unquote alternative lifestyles, but they also have a, like a lot of reverence for a very like aesthetic-based cargo cult version of european history. Like 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 JoJo for instance, like they're unashamed to like depict Victorian England in like a more positive light because to them, it's really just the like fascination of like particularly Sino-French culture, but mm. also like England and all other places. Well, also well. the
0: guy who created Jojo, mm. he said that his stylistic inspiration for how he draws came yeah. from, uh, Michelangelo. So mm. that's, uh, you know, digging or, or b- way like, deep.
1: Yeah. Even Berserk, like, um, well, okay. I can say Berserk because Berserk is a very unique example because, um what's the guy who created kantaro um nara yeah Mm. he like took from a lot of european art like Albrecht durer engravings and asher drawings and things Mm. like that oh
0: and by the way we have a comment but i don't know
1: video games is just different like i mean Uh, Then there's also just reality of shameless grifting as well, like which is twitch is all about
0: well It's what it's what btr is about too. Don't get me wrong Which is why you have to subscribe (laughs) right now and patreon.com slash break the rules become a patron You get a lot of good stuff including for all the sticks fans who are watching this a wooden magnet $20 and up so $50 are gonna get like a big colored one, but also there was a comment over here, not a super chat, but I want to read this one out. Japan is a free country because of U- Otoyo Yamaguchi. Now, before I look up who that is, here's who I think that is, okay? And I swear I have not looked this up. I think it's the guy who uh, assassinated that communist guy.
1: Yeah, that is the guy that yes. assassinated yeah, the that's him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so I guess, um, I, I guess the idea here is uh, people are very frustrated by what they're seeing. I do not support violence uh, at all. But when it comes to just this need to, like, how do we fix all this problem in our lives, what I wish is for everybody to become stronger. And I think mental strength is also a big part of it. I think creativity is a big part of it. I do. I am thankful for video games, especially like the Sega... I mean, like I said before, with the Sega Saturn, you know, it's a very specific niche category. But I still listen to a lot of the songs from the video games, like Clockwork Knight, for instance. Because for me, when I listen to the theme song of Clockwork Knight it's like I'm going back in time to a pre, um, you know, I'm not even going to say the name of it because of the algorithm, but that thing that happened on a certain September, you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? So, I go before that, and it seems much more full of hope, and it seems like after that period, um, if you don't mind me asking, Slush, how, how old are you? I'm
3: 30 years old.
0: There we go, so we're around like the same time, so we experience similar things, probably. So, you, maybe you know the kind of feeling that I'm talking about then. Like, after that, yeah. it's like a dark cloud has descended, and even if mm-hmm. things were, you know, a little bit better afterwards, and there were still fun, there was still, like, this... I don't know how to describe it, just, like, this darkness. And I'm sure that people who lived, like, before and after also know what exactly I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. But it also seems like various things from that, uh, you know, graphic-wise, it wasn't the best time. But they did make the 3D graphics in Clockwork Night, for example, I think what they could very impressively. But there was right. this colorfulness and this life about that. I don't know why I'm singling that game out. I'd say that one the Nights into Dreams is another one for me. You know, very beautiful game. But there's something about the way that they did it. It's almost like I want to do something in the world to recapture that same energy and to annihilate the energy that's i think still in place maybe even more in place than it was initially you know that's kind of been festering that people kind of feel in the back of their in the back of their mind so i don't know if you ever had uh thoughts like that or not or
3: uh i mean i haven't i admittedly haven't spent too much time thinking about it but i do know what you're talking about and i do do think it's definitely very much a thing um yeah but I, <laughs> a little short for comment unfortunately no 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 problem I at all I think, like yeah
1: no i think but like what lev i think we're getting at is like the general and like video games i think plays heavily into this of course like i wasn't much of a gamer growing up i was more into other things like you know wrestling and all that but like i think maybe the millennial mind in particular has this like nostalgia complex that is so powerful because we were in this like weird transitory period between like the world being dominated by like internet digital hyper-reality and like, like, th- like the zoomers being born into it. Whereas like now, like we still remember a time where I think like you had to like physically go, I know this sounds so stupid, but like you have to like physically go down to the blockbuster and like, you know, rent video games with your friends. It's like, I don't know. It... The world before steam is like a different uh, reality tunnel. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's why, like, I don't know, it, it, something really did happen around Gamergate, I think, like where, like this medium that so many people grew up with and have like a soft spot for now, it's like descend into another like culture war, pull <laughs> battleground. Like, I don't know, Prudentius, you may have some thoughts. On well,
4: that. no, I, I was going to say I, with Lev, I think that he has a really good point because there's sort of that before and after around a certain date in September. And what i think is so interesting about it is because i think everyone has that before and after memory here is is that there's that meme that goes around where it's like oh boy i can't wait to grow up in this decade of like economic <laughs> prosperity and optimism <laughs> yeah. and he's standing right behind new york but um but there's some of that there because i think that there's that there's a, a general sense of malaise that came over and i think as video games developed a lot of it became more of this gritty realistic turn because the times had changed and I think partially that's what makes you know the the, the colorful imagery of Nintendo so timeless because you can de- you can pick up mm. and emulate or even have if you have an, a Nintendo 64 and you can play Mario 64 or and just get lost because it's just this beautiful colorful world you know exactly what you're getting into and I think that the only really modern incarnation of that outside of what Nintendo is still doing with like Breath of the Wild and such. Is like Minecraft because it's an open sandbox. It's bright colors. You can immerse yourself in any sort of seated world you want to, and that's what makes it interesting. But for a lot of other facets of gaming, like first-person shooters and campaigns, especially, I think Geo's right. We're around that time frame in 2014. Things kind of change because there's an avenue of escapism where it's mainly you know young men, and mm-hmm. it's a way to get away from it all. Like I have very fond memories of like the Xbox 360. And Xbox original like live days of having friends and coming over <laughs> and having so roots and, and to each other. And that's I, I oh, absolutely right. I, this is where you learn every nasty word in the book and learn it in other languages too. It's, it's, it's cultural enrichment, but um, <laughs> th- that goes away, right? And it becomes that other facet and avenue of the culture war, and that's yeah. where you get like a million different things being talked about at once in mm. such ways but by the way this is people making videos and essays about it this is
0: the xbox by the way here it
2: is
4: (laughs) xbox
1: uh so was it cream wizard that said who had abs
3: as a go up lev go up a little bit Samus. it was samus samus
1: samus yeah oh that was from last the stream before we were talking about that Yes. Academic agent point about the you know <laughs> zoomers wanting to lick uh tomboy, tomboy abs. abs. Mm. Uh, sh- sh- sham is probably what created that trend in a lot of uh mm. zoomers, but, le- think. but, let's, no, th- but <laughs> let's
0: think about that a little bit thoroughly. Okay, so it's interesting like when we have breasts and when we have butts, what do we really have? <laughs> oh, love, hold on, talk about escapism, hold not this on. Again, you don't even know what I'm gonna say. You're gonna
1: even make me talk about porn stars. No, again. I'm not, you don't She's even like, know what I'm you know, gonna say. I,
0: Lev, go on. I'm interested. Okay. What we have is we have two circles that, like, meet together. That's what we have, right? And when you think about abs, they're, like, almost circles, but they're kind of square, but they also meet together. What do you think it is about... Yes, what do you think it is about circles specifically meeting together that's attractive? Like, why is that considered to be... (laughs) It's a a, a meta-shape, Lev. It's very
1: archetypal because um there's been like the sort like the sort of heliosphere circle of like the uh, medieval firmament for instance and like that Bosch painting that was like the medieval christian worldview is very much like the sphere and outside of the sphere is like the divine so, like, the sphere is everywhere in It's in every culture. It's the mandala. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I know I'm totally acting but like two a, spheres imply. You know, autistic uh, Jordan Peterson yeah. Young right here. But and two spheres,
0: like... but Gio, two <laughs> spheres imply dualism, which to me implies
3: one Yeah, but they come to together.
1: Be... That makes a monism. That's.
3: Yes, but there's still two. About of you guys the... that I'm just really into Venn diagrams? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, the, Venn diagrams. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> um no i think and also like...
3: and also the nipple the
0: nipple is kind of like an explosion you know what i mean it's kind of like no, a the nipple in...
3: is as above so below okay it's yeah a the... The, <laughs> the axis
1: mundi yeah.
3: and the nipple has another yeah. circle within it you know like that's the point the nipple,
1: the it's funny because that's that was the term navel gazing from greece like you're literally like contemplating the navel meaning like you're contemplating the infinite that goes nowhere that's yeah. like because the the nipple is like the nourishing aspect of life, not for men but like for women. That's like, um,
0: uh, unless you count yeah. Tim and Eric, they're the exception. Yeah, that the, one. Uh, <laughs> the man milk, but uh, oh, the man yeah. milk. <laughs> but I also want to share. 20
1: minute divergence for to describe a Tim and Eric uh, let's get no, The level you, you've
0: seen Tim and Eric, right, Slush? I saw him uh, live. Don't...
1: No, no, no. What are you doing? Don't reply to him. God. You hear for 20 fucking minutes about a Tim and Eric skit. Okay, love, go ahead, do it. I can imagine. am dying to describe this Tim and Eric skit. Okay,
0: so so they had a Christmas special, which was the last uh, episode of Tim and Eric ever, like for their uh, fifth season. Awesome show. Awesome show. Great job. Yes. And uh Eric was feeling really <laughs> bad you had to, like just
1: you had to, like chide him a little bit saying yeah great job. you think you know more about Tim and Eric no than no do. no that's the title that's the title Geo
0: no the title In Italian we call awesome that a book yeah the title the is the yeah the name of the show oh, is awesome yeah, show. that's
1: right yeah <laughs> yeah See, my two best friends Ira, they're like huge Tim and Eric fans like he even bought the book.
0: The I bought t- the book what was it called um, the Zone theory? Yeah, Zone Theory. I yeah, bought the book yeah. as well. I have it somewhere here. Maybe I could show it to you. But yeah, so this was them over here uh, during their Christmas special. This is them just like, you know, normal. Except if you look at Eric over here, something seems to be wrong with him. Why are his two nipples protruding? So apparently he started lactating. So what Tim did to be a really good friend to Eric was to take some scissors to, uh, you know, ruin his shirt. Because, you know, Clockwork Orange style. You remember that scene? When yeah. I'm singing in In the rain, rain. just singing in the rain. So any, oh that was terrible. Yeah. So so anyway, anyway, Uh, then uh, he proceeds to um, look at his bountiful uh, man breasts, you know, with the protruding nipples, and then he sees that there's a scab. So he like picks at the scab, and then milk just starts shooting out, and he says, "There's milk coming out of there." And Eric proudly says, "That's oh, that's just my man milk." And then the following happens. I'm just going to post the GIF over here. My, my, my sorry, prudentialist. I'm sorry for this. But this is the uh, oh god! That's what Tim <laughs> and Eric. This ain't working. <laughs> that's that, That's what ended up happening there. But that's not oh. the end. So later on, b- because it was Christmas, they had to find gifts for all their friends, and uh, they came up with the idea of bottling the milk that came out of uh, Air Express. And also, Tim started lactating too. You know, very good timing there. And so they both took the milk from their man breasts and made a, you know, like the man milk and the bottles out of it, but they forgot to pasteurize it. And because they forgot to pasteurize it, when they gave it to their friends, all their friends died. And that was how they concluded <laughs> the Tim and Eric show. So there we go. That's, that's the explanation. Oh you God. got it out of me. You had to drag it out of me kicking and screaming. So, yeah, I don't even... I, I love how we were algorithmically
4: <laughs> careful about a certain day in September, but we can go on about this Tim and Eric Oh
3: uh... That's YouTube. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Wait, why were we talking about Tim? Oh, yes, breasts, nipples. Uh, okay, getting back to that. The circles. But... And yes, diagrams. yes. So the last thing I wanted to say about the human body, which I found upon meditation, is that the eyes meditate? are like... Yes, I meditate a lot. Yeah, I do the Wim Hof method and I... stuff. Cold showers. You too?
3: I, I do 25 minutes of uh, concentration... I, I don't know if you ever read the, like the Mind Illuminated. I do that style of meditation. Mm. No, I'm gonna days.
0: I'm gonna take a look at that. Kind of
3: like TM a little bit.
0: My meditation is uh, I take a cold shower and then I do the swim half breathing technique while wearing a blindfold. So I start generating all these psychedelic colors and I see like the third mm-hmm. eye and stuff. But anyway, when it comes to this thing that I experienced, this realization is that our eyes here mm-hmm. are are like the nipples. And our third eye is like the heart. See, it matches up. And our nose is like the diaphragm, you know? And our mm. uh, mouth is like the stomach. So our head is like a fractal, more complicated version of, of the body. So there we go. That's, yeah. some, that's some deep... Deep knowledge dropped here on BTR, BreakTheRules.tv. Be sure to subscribe. <laughs> so anyway, let's get back to video games. Oh, I see I have a message from Chris Ton here. Just home, be there in five. Yes, yeah, so Chris Tonty Harris is going to be joining us shortly. But before that, there's a couple of things I wanted to ask you about the video game world, specifically chairs. I noticed all the gamers sit in the gamer chairs, but I was reading reports about those chairs, basically saying that they create an environment that's purely for looks where they yeah. want it to look like a race car seat, but it's stupid because it's, like, just... There's no reason to have your body be in this kind of um, constricting, uh, you know, like kind of, like, enclosure. That is something mm-hmm. they do for race cars so you don't fall out or whatever. You don't crash badly. But for gaming chairs, like, what is the reason for that? And can you... Can, yeah, it's yeah.
3: totally an aesthetic thing. And it's a terrible idea. It, I would... I just recently bought a chair, and I remember, like... People were recommending me, oh, get this DX racer, blah blah. blah. I'm like, no, like this. I would never get that chair. I want to actually have a, <laughs> a comfortable ergonomic chair. So, like, the, I think gamer chairs are just an absolute waste of money, and no one should ever buy them.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I actually got a a, a nice chair recently, like a pretty good office chair. I am gonna be sitting eventually, one of these days, because I gotta. I don't have the standing desk yet. I have a standing desk right now. I don't have like one of those remote standing desk another right. one but uh yeah, soon yeah, my friend has that it's pretty cool soon i'm gonna be getting that so finally geo finally i'm gonna have a chance to sit down but uh before mm. Chris, before Cristan gets well, here what's
1: the meme chair the g-force is it the g-force chair what is it called the race racer or something yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah they say they're not that good though they're not as comfortable no like the
3: meme chair yeah. i was gonna get a meme chair i get the pewdiepie one
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <you> do this? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: so um I want to ask a couple of
0: more questions regarding gaming, but before that, Prudentialist, do you have any gaming things that you want to uh, ask uh, Slush?
4: Well, yeah,
0: actually, go for it. I,
4: I you, um, so it's you said it
0: started from like a niche
4: community to getting organized, and you kind of saw that all take place.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, what what did that look like from someone who was you know in that community at the time? What what was the transformation from?
3: you know, a loosely knit kind of group, mainly guys, to what it is today? Um, So I, I would say that I joined, like, just as the esports stuff was starting. Okay. So there, I could have been, like, a year or two earlier, and really it would have been, like, truly seeing it go from grassroots to esports. I was seeing it from, like, the beginning of esports to, like, where it is now. Uh, and what that looked like to me was, you know, on a local level, it was not that different. The, the biggest difference is probably that the tournaments got larger more people would turn up. Um, but like locally it, it remained pretty much the same. It was just a bunch of guys going to meet up, play. That was one of the nice things about smash was that it was because it wasn't online. You actually had to meet people in person, which I kind of like that. Um, but what, what, mostly what I noticed is like, it's just started to become as it got more esports. uh, <laughs> this isn't going to sound bad, but, um, Well, I just, there became a lot more dominant female voices in the online space, um, and that was sort of, like, where it, the culture changed. Uh, You know, there's that meme where it's like, oh, there's, like, two people, and they're playing a game, and they invite a friend, and the culture, and they they, it was exactly like that, honestly, and I don't want to say it's because of women, I'm not, like, that sounds so, like, incredibly, like, incel, but, like it it was just very like a noticeable start was that like suddenly like uh you know dominant female voices and they were and then accommodation to those voices was like the really the beginning root change in the culture from my perspective at least mm. um
0: well now we also have a dominating male voice joining us here T. harris one of the greatest uh journalists i know somebody who i consider to be uh you know, one of the most outgoing people as far as covering a lot of these things. And we're going to be doing a bit of a transition here where I do want to ask Criston, kind of like the more casual side before we get to all the stuff that you've been experiencing recently, I want to ask you about gaming, if that's all right. I don't know if you are also a gamer in your spare time. I noticed that you are muted <laughs> right now, Criston. So there we go. So uh, welcome, Kristan. Thank you so much for coming back in here. First of all, how are you feeling?
5: I feel a little spent. How you doing, Liv? How you doing, Geo? I see hey.
1: Gio.
5: Wait, up? I'm Hi. just
1: stretching. I I will go back on camera soon. So
5: Well, uh, you got a face for radio, so keep it the way it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, 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 oh.
5: oh, oh. <laughs> what's up to you? If I was
1: certain other co-hosts, I'd be fucking human <laughs> right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Sorry, I'm not going to subtweet anyone. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: And we sorry. also got, uh, so, Kristan. I don't know if you know The Prudentialist and uh, Slush.
5: I've heard of neither. Obviously, I've been uh, really busy last two weeks. But as far as video games go, uh, there's a handful that I play. Um, I'm really addicted to Rocket League. I have been for like seven years. I don't know what it is. I'm just getting into the floaty stuff. It took me seven years to get that good to do, you know, all the flying around. When I, like when you first start, somebody's like, they spend the most of the game in the air, and you're like, uh, like this isn't even fun. I'm getting my ass kicked, right? and uh you know i'm starting to get there a uh, civilization i'm a big civ6 fan uh, i played i start like i'm old so i played the original civilization that's civ1 by sidmir um and i'm a big fan of the romance of three kingdoms or anything by koi nobunaga's ambition world conquest games and lastly but not least uh elder scrolls and what's the new one that amazon has put out uh, i've been playing um is it uh i forgot what it was called i don't even know the name of it. new world or something like that whatever oh, yeah. new game is that was really hot and i just didn't want to wait an hour to play so i gave up on trying to play it hmm. <laughs> real so- world or whatever i forgot what it's called i'd have to look it up i'm pulling up my hmm. steam now so uh for those who don't know by
0: the way Kristan, you were one of the star witnesses in the currently ongoing trial of uh kyle rittenhouse and this <laughs> has been going on for uh, how many days now
5: um, I don't know, man. We're, we're on day 10. I think uh, this is uh, tomorrow. Well, tomorrow they're taking off. They're taking a three day weekend Friday uh, Monday. They're planning on making closing statements. And then Tuesday is the day uh, that we've all been waiting for on what the verdict will be. Will it be a hung jury? Will it be a exoneration of murder and just charges with uh, uh, having a, a weapon illegally? Um, I'm not quite sure how the jury is going to rate it, but that's why we're there. The one thing I can tell you, as a person who was on the ground, uh, nobody made good decisions in Kenosha when I was there when I filmed. You know, uh, not the law enforcement, not the protesters, not the armed citizens. So, what we I'm not really endorsing anyone's behavior, uh, but uh, what we are there to find out is did somebody break the law even though, or or not, you know, was it self-defense? That's what we're there to find out. doesn't mean that you have to agree with the decisions that anyone made. And Mm -hmm. I think everyone's a little tribal about it. And we need to understand that this isn't a tribal thing. Uh, Court isn't supposed to be politicized. Like the George Floyd incident was where jurors were getting threats, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, did
0: did that happen this time around or no? Like as far as
1: apparently there were some instances of, uh, a t- like attempted jury tampering, like people going around and trying to dox them and all that. But, yeah. Uh, I
5: Somebody took some, fo- took a photo uh, in the court.
1: Yeah. In the courthouse. Like when they were oh, coming
0: out, know, they were like... cell
5: phone. it's lame.
0: Hmm. Now this is a weird, this is a weird question, but why, why not ask? I don't know. Uh, PCSS asks, did Kyle Rittenhouse really eat lemon heads before walking in court? Like, I don't know if you have any behind the scenes stuff as far as like what the, uh, Oh, maybe that was the,
5: yeah, um, uh, my interaction with Kyle Rittenhouse has been limited. Hmm. Uh, but when, Okay, so as you guys know, I wasn't originally subpoenaed for this. Like, uh, for some reason, I had no idea that they were going to use that much of my footage. Um, and I just was going to cover it. So from day one to the last day, I'm, I've committed to being there. And so on day three of the trial, I believe it was, uh, the first, the second day they showed a lot of my footage, but, not, uh, but I believe it was the third day. I could be wrong. Cause we're on day nine. You know, it's been a lot of days and a lot of long hours. Um, but, uh, they were, they had me, they, they stopped the video and they said that I was narrating and it's hearsay unless they, uh, they can call upon me if there's a subpoena available. And they said, yes, there's a subpoena available. And I'm two rows behind the prosecution and they're talking about me and I'm looking around. I'm like, well, I wonder how long it will be until they figure out that I'm in the courtroom with them. And it took them about a half an hour or 45 minutes. Somebody from the New York Times let them know probably that, hey, Kristen Harris is actually there. And they subpoenaed me in the courtroom. Man. Yeah. I was there.
0: And it's so. a very handsome photo of you, too, uh, speaking. I'm going to put it in the chat right now. Here we go. Uh, but that must be some yeah. to
1: have your footage used in like a trial of the century type yeah. of uh, event regardless of what you feel about the riddler but like yeah that's crazy yeah
0: man. well i want to get slush's take on this as well so part of like i and said we'll before back to video yeah. games
1: because we still haven't talked yeah, yeah. about.
0: yeah well, part, part of what we do on BTR is, again, bring people together who otherwise wouldn't talk. So I know everyone just wants to hear about
1: <laughs> no, 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 so, so, people are glued. Okay, wait.
0: We're, we're going to do both. So, uh, Kyle... <laughs> I want to call you Kyle. I'm so sorry. So, Slush. <laughs> slush, uh, when it comes to this whole story, have you been following any, any thoughts on it?
3: Uh, I'm actually, like, pretty uninvolved with a lot of stuff, politically. So, I haven't been following it that much. Like I know about like what happened last year, and like I've seen obviously like parts of the trial have just been going viral, and it's like impossible not to see it. Like I saw the clip of uh, what was it? It was like the prosecutor and the, like talking to the witness who we, like admitted to pointing the gun at Kyle. I saw that. Yeah, the, uh, and then yeah, there was the, uh,
0: the the face palm
3: and. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah also uh i i saw that like absolutely incredible this is a, kind of a nice tie-in actually i saw there was this great clip of uh one of the lawyers was asking kyle about like call of duty or something he was like oh well, you you're like call of duty and isn't that uh a game where you kill people or something <laughs> it's like that that's a video game that's not real life <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Well, I, no. I personally think that he shouldn't have been on the stand, though. That was kind of bullshit. But, mm. like, he didn't I mean, he did surprisingly – I don't know. Maybe we could ask Christian mm. about that. He's been there. But
5: like, First of all, I have to mention the Call of Duty fr- framework and wording – uh, came from my testimony because when they asked me uh, what was Kyle like, I said he he seemed really eager to be there like a kid who played a lot of Call of Duty and he was going to go out in the yard and cosplay and pretend to be Call of Duty. Uh, I didn't say that he was there to hunt people. I'm just saying he was, oh, really shit. Pathetic, that oh. he was, uh, you know, th- that's what I told me because that's the yeah. way he, he's, uh, he seemed like he wanted to help people. He just wanted to be there. He wanted to be engaged because it was the game he liked to play. It was like uh, in Wisconsin, we have the Green Bay Packers. When I was a kid, I watched Brett Favre, uh, Brett Favre, or whatever his name is. No, Brett Favre, uh, you know, kick everyone's ass. And you know what we did? We went outside we played football because that's what we saw on TV. It's about the programming partially. And as you know, he is really involved in like junior PD and fire department. And maybe he was an overachiever and, uh, you know, he shouldn't have been there. Uh, that, that's what it comes down to. Um, I'm not a judge or jury. That's why they're having court. But uh, I really don't see the uh, uh, well assistant district attorney having enough evidence to uh, get him any murder charges. Uh, if they did, they, the the district attorney would be handling it. There's a reason why the district attorney, attorney isn't handling it. It's probably election year. And uh, if yeah. he doesn't Not good. And the ADA, if they win it, the assistant district attorney wins it, he can take credit for that. They lose no sweat off his back. I'm telling you that a DA would normally handle such a controversial, um, you know, uh, case. And as we can see, uh, it's been just a mess.
0: Yeah. A lot of uh memes with the uh, characters inside of that like that sharp with like lawful good and so on and so Rambo, forth.
5: grambo is my favorite oh
0: yeah grambo is amazing i'm surprised they've actually gotten a judge who is like
1: somewhat based and like i i'd imagine they were gonna pick someone who is just gonna mm. throw him to the wall well he see he seems That's, like a
0: character uh, pardon pardon the stereotype christine but he seems like a character out of fargo Which uh, I mean, I know, like you've got the accent and all (laughs) that, so. uh, But but it is a very interesting thing. Like he's got kind of like a German German name, right? The judge, like his ancestors probably came here, like all the way from, I don't know Germany, I guess. Or where would you say like a lot of the people who live in uh, Kenosha uh, came from?
5: Well, I know that half of Wisconsin is German. Is the largest German population like forty eight percent? Uh, but no one speaks German because they taught their children not to. Because after World War II, it was very taboo. You know, cr- there's slang. They used to call them krauts. All this other stuff. Mm. Uh, obviously, mm. um, but- Kra- krauts and tea. Pol- yeah. yeah uh, Polish. There's a large <laughs> Polish. Community. There's a large African American community in Kenosha. There's a good, there's a good diversity mm. in Kenosha. Um, well, I by, think-
0: by the way, when you say African, do you mean like a Somalian or uh, other parts? Because I think, like, I know that in was at uh, Minnesota. There's they came. A lot
1: of... They came up from the south, and like because the German were like a lot of the German, uh, like blue collar workers that were the first. Um, they formed like the first unionism in America, more or less. Mm. And so a lot of um, like southern based um, African American populations moved. That was one of the primary spots, apart from Chicago, when they moved up to the more like northern states. If mm. I recall, I'm a Prudentialist. I'm not American, but like maybe you can. Talk about that i don't
4: know well i mean post-war and especially post-civil rights there's a, a massive migration upwards especially yeah, towards yeah. the midwest chicago is most notably known but there are, are huge parts of detroit and michigan and their place the one back when there was a lot of manufacturing in wisconsin the, yeah. the same thing happened and i know that there's still a pretty sizable population there around kenosha outside green bay and outside yeah.
5: milwaukee it was like
1: the birth of, like, union socialism in America, more or the less. our just music yeah.
5: festival that's based off of Oktoberfest called Summerfest. It used to mm, be yeah. required, they required vaccine passports this year, and they had, like, 25% of the attendance that they normally do. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know if that's why, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe so. It seemed like all the other festivals all were packed. Uh, but, uh, you know, the whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing, you know, uh, Wisconsin, Kenosha. Uh, Kenosha is healing. And I think that's kind of where we're going with this. I think there's one of two situations. I think that they don't want to have uh, Kenosha ever burn again. So by empowering the Second Amendment and empowering and saying this was self-defense, uh, it, it, people will be less hesitant to commit damage to private property mm-hmm. if there's armed citizens, because you know that you're going to F and die and they have the right to protect your stuff. Uh, then another part of me feels that like uh, you know they they really want to throw the books at him, but they just don't have the evidence to do it because they hate the idea of the vigilantism. Because he did uh, he did show vigilantism. He literally left the property of certain areas to go down to that. Uh, third car source lot. And, um, you know, obviously got himself in a hairy situation where he felt his life was in danger in court. They said he claimed that Rosenbaum said that he was going to gut him and fucking kill him if he got him alone. And, uh, you know, so what did we see? We saw uh, kyle rittenhouse back the way grabbed the gun he touched the gun got shot in the hand and then uh, rittenhouse uh you know he shot him a couple other times and then everyone dispersed and then people started yelling to kill him and get him and he started to run away because he he did it in self-defense you know he
1: claimed he ran towards the police line because he thought like which is kind of like fucking crazy because that was what usually like what you should do right like if you're in a situation like that but then I remember like there was this fucking Al Jazeera article claiming that the cops were um, organizing with white nationalist groups. And like, I don't know, like it's I think if they let him off, I, th- I which is a good chance, I think he's probably going to get exonerated, but uh, or acquitted. I think that, yeah, um, if they do, I think, unfortunately, like we all know what probably will happen afterwards when it comes to you know well, I, I don't peaceful protests so. but well i don't know like B- black rifle
0: coffee is probably not going to be sponsoring him anytime soon well they threw him under the bus though that black
5: <laughs> well, a
0: well, lot, maybe, <laughs> you know.
5: consideration a um, lot's changed though like everyone was for load when that stuff was happening uh no one was really working mm. we were all home under mandates and uh like uh some kind of uh you know Dictator authoritarianism, where we had to have a letter to leave our house, and uh, while that was happening, that was the state of the manner. Now everyone's back to work, everyone is getting uh, they're busy. It's getting cold in Wisconsin today, it was like 30 something degrees. They're not going to be out there promoting in the snow. What are they going to be doing? Rolling and making big snowmen? I highly doubt that they're... <laughs> or
0: or throw, <laughs> throwing snowballs.
5: It'll be, it'll
1: be like that one scene from Super Jail where they're fighting in the huge... um Yeah. The, the frost, the snow fight they call, it, if you look at it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing that came to mind.
0: I got to take a look at that. But I want to I wanna get things back to uh, Slush, and here's yeah. how. So I have a challenge before <laughs> me. How do I... My life this. is
1: like a video game. My by, by way. No, <laughs> exactly.
0: We're going to we're going to get into this. But slush, your oh. webcam is blurred right now slightly. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no problem at all. But here's how I can square the circle of combining what we've just talked about. So, with a lot of these various protests, riots, various things happening around uh America along with uh, the thing that we have all been living under for the past uh 2 years already. There is mm-hmm. this thought, and I think that Cristana knows more about me, you know, as far as predictions go than I do. There's this thought that with something like um, the metaverse, something like um, video game culture that a lot of people our age and younger have grown up with, that there's going to be a time pretty soon where living as we're living, let's say, in regular three-dimensional life and how we interact, that is something that would be for, let's say, the upper crust. And a lot of other people who otherwise, let's say, wouldn't be able to make it in the economy would live below the means that they used to, but at the same time would have access to virtual reality, video game playing, you know, like 24-7, other than like the basic food commodities, government cheese or whatever you want to call it. And that That's would an be idea. that would be the dystopia. And it's not even a matter of, you know, this thing that we're currently living under being prolonged. It's more of a matter of, hey, there's not enough money and um the economy's not doing so well. Uh, why don't we like put a lot of these folks on, uh, this, uh, basic income and just have them live, you know, at the least possible amount of, uh, needs as far as nutrition, as far as this space they occupy, but it doesn't matter because you're in the virtual reality space and you could just like do anything in there. Like, I don't know. Kristan, like am Westworld.
5: I like what? Like Westworld. Yeah. robot whatever the hell you want there right
0: yeah but west world was like a physical what location this would be though. this would be virtual yeah, digital version of west yeah. yeah
3: this is like a intermediary step towards living in the matrix basically
0: mm, yeah.
5: yeah new zealand had an article they talked about this where they can now put a chip uh in your brain and it's really really simple to do it turns off reality and literally can uh feed you into a virtual digital world so what you this can turn off whoa. reality well, I call it turning off reality. Your body's gonna think it's real, but uh, you're gonna be in the digital mm. world. When
1: you die in the Matrix, mm. you die <laughs> in real life. <laughs> let's, and uh, and <laughs> no, this I'm... is
0: yeah, and, and this is something, by the way, that let's say would uh, people would be paying a really hefty spiritual price for uh, being in. Like uh, I know, Kristan, you are much more, let's say, inside. You know, a lot of uh, you know, you have a lot of knowledge wait, wait, when it comes you, to you this You skipped
1: stuff. over. Uh, <laughs>
3: Skip the
0: world.
1: You Slush slash finishes point. Oh,
3: sorry about that. Okay. I, uh, I don't I, I didn't I don't didn't I I had oh. nothing there. <laughs> yeah, okay. The <laughs> All right. No,
0: I want to get the slush as well, your take. But I know that, Kristan, you've uh, studied a lot of these, like, uh, plans that people have. And it doesn't mean that those plans will necessarily be fulfilled. But is there anything inside of those plans that would, let's say, coincide with basically, like, having a lot of people just occupy their time with these uh, various bread and circuses in the virtual uh, in the virtual landscape? While, let's say, you know, then there will be less need to house You know, less need for, you know, space being occupied by people for having people have more property. Like, is that kind of uh, the direction that some people write about they want to go on or... Not really, or is it kind of like a mix of different things? Right.
5: Schwab says you will own any property in the future. The reason why NFTs are so big is because people are planning that in the virtual world that they'll have digital property, uh, and that's why they're buying their virtual houses. Uh, when you look at this, I, I dropped an article in the chat, and it's mm-hmm. literally what we're talking about. Valve brain computer interface allows you to immerse fully into video games. Uh, and Samsung is really building uh, an exact duplicate of our real world world in the digital world. So imagine being in a digital world that's identi- identical to our real world where you can do anything, commit anything. Uh, And they can run simulations or whatever. You can do all your training digitally, and then unplug. and 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 pretty soon, you won't even need a brain chip interface. They're talking about headbands and or uh, nanoparticles, nanodust. Uh, Wasn't it Ray Kurzweil that said within ten years we're all going to have nanobots partying in our brain at some nightclub in the back of the uh, the third eye? There, you know, so. Uh, that's basically where we're going. And it's weird and bizarre, but that's what they believe. We won't own properties because cities will be corporatized. We'll have Toyota Town with their own police and you'll live there and you'll get discounts on your home and rent. If you work for Toyota, you won't own anything in the future. That's what they mean. You know, it's going to be like a corporate social credit score, uh, smart grids and smart cities where uh, artificial intelligence runs everything in the grid
0: slush would you go for that do you know people who would go for that
3: what 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 is your take on all this stuff what do you think uh, of course i would not go for that and i don't think most people would i mean it not living in the real world i can't even fathom how like that could be done without it being like so detrimental to one's health overall um i mean a lot of thoughts come up like I think that, that, that uh, like, while that does seem like a dystopian version of where we are now, I also kind of um, don't believe we're going to stay in this paradigm long enough for that to happen. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with, like, Spiral Dynamics. If not, I'm not going to mm. get into it too much. But well,
5: what is it for the person that might be listening that has no fucking clue what spiral dynamics yeah, is? Yeah, this so guy. Sp-
3: spiral dynamics is is like a psychological model. I think it was actually invented in like the late '70s or something. That um, is supposed to map out the way like a either an individual or a society's uh, values evolve over time. And I think that uh, like this corporate dystopia would really fit. Like right now in spiral dynamics terms, and I'm not going to go, it's too detailed for me to get, I don't want to like be doing a lecture here, but in spiral dynamics terms, we are currently, the world is in stage orange, the first world. And that's like a very like success driven, rational uh, sort of spirituality is a superstition type of mindset. Um, Yeah, there you go. And uh, you know, we're, we're sort of in a transitionary period from stage orange, stage green, green would be your typical progressives. Uh, not to say that the progressives are a healthy manifestation of stage green, but stage green, you know, uh, your empathy bubble really expands to like all living things, uh, it's uh, in like inequity, solving inequity becomes like a, b- a major focus of, of that sort of value paradigm in stage green. And so we're sort of like in this period where in the first world, we're kind of in between orange going to green and there's a lot of pullback from both sides and stuff like that. Um, So I think that like this corporate matrix dystopia is is something that fits with, it's like a dystopian version of stage orange, which we're already like seeing issues with as it is. And that like over time, we're just going to inevitably progress to the next Mm. stage, probably in an unhealthy way for the, for the longest time until we figure out a healthy way to do it. And then we're just going to progress to the next stage beyond that. So Maybe I'm being very optimistic. I am, as they say, white pilled uh, as a person. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I I think that that we're not going to get there. Though I do want to just throw it in there. This is unrelated, but uh, you know, if we do successfully make like a mimic of reality digitally, uh, you know, then like doesn't that mean that we're probably in in the matrix right now? Because if we can mm. create reality, a fake reality, then we probably already did, and this is that. One... Yeah,
1: this this is uh, Integral Theory, like, um, Ken Wilber. That's exactly like, that. whose name is on that New thing. New Age Hegelianism. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. It's like New Age Hegel. But, um, no, I well, that, that that's also, like, I mean, I don't like him because he's a... Not not Ken Wilber. I love Ken Wilber. But, I mean, like, the, the Ancestor Theory simulation, what's the guy's name? He's a bit of a bug man. Uh, Nick Bostrom. Not a bit of a bug man, but, like, mm. I, I get it. I think, like, um... My certain beliefs, I think, would in my mind. I think we that's theoretically, yeah, probably like the ancestor sim, which is what you're describing, Slush. Which is yeah. like, if in the future we create a s- simulation, are we it's not like inductive already
3: reasoning? Yeah,
1: you know? through inductive reasoning, are we not already in a simulation? But I think, like. I don't know. She, I mean, here, me as here's a what, Catholic, yeah. I kind of like, I don't want to be that black pillow.
0: Though. Well, me, <laughs> uh, like, me as not a Catholic, um, but still somebody who believes in there being a higher power out there. I think the reason why well, I don't love, necessarily... A lot of your
1: people work in transhumanism and uh, a AI. Lot of, I don't know. Gio,
0: Gio, number one, a lot of my people... You should watch the Keith Woods video, love. Gio, I mean, that's... Number, one, <laughs> number one, number one, number one, number uh, one, a lot of my people work everywhere. And I think yeah, that's a. Yeah, that's surprising. And you got one right here. <laughs> yes, exact. And you got one right here too. No, the point. No, <laughs> Gio, Gio, Gio. The point is, a... is that we have to clip. I got to clip
1: that right. And the boys in the... <laughs> the boys in the group chat, they're gonna go wild. I'm sure that.
0: they will. No, what I what I mean by what I mean by that Gio, is that when there was a um, th- there was a uh, farm that was started by uh, mine and slush's people. The harvest of that farm was far more effective as far as the yield goes than those who were not part of our particular tribe. And that caused a bit of jealousy. The reason that I'm saying this is that for both good things and bad things, I think that people within our group have been able to do a very successful job at whatever. The point being is that, like I always say, if we did not exist, if we, let's say, were taken by uh, the Nephilim or the uh, uh, whatever, if we were taken by Yahweh to his home planet, then you'd still have gaps of power that would be filled by people who are not us, who are, let's say, some somebody else. There's always going to be people who would fill whatever position, both good and bad. It just so happened that in history, a lot of things were done very, you know, at a very high level by uh, people who happened to go through these particular points in history. And that's all that I got to mm-hmm. say about that particular thing. I know, Slush, do you, do you see where I'm kind of getting there? Because there was a lot of pressure. You know, after the whole Babylonian exile, but then after the second temple fell, there was a lot of pressure that was basically put. If you aren't connected into anything, you actually did get a lot of different sects who argued with each other, who didn't have a concrete Mm -hmm. idea of what exactly the Torah said. And I think that healthy skepticism of maybe it's like this or maybe it's like that. I think that there is something in that that actually causes you to think outside the box, both for good and bad. And I could actually tie this into what we were talking about, this evolution of consciousness thing, because I think that, like Rudolf Steiner says, I agree with Rudolf Steiner on a lot of this stuff. Rudolf Steiner, for those who don't know, he was first he was part of theosophy, then he started his own astro... Whatchamacallit, I don't remember.
5: What was that? Astro-theology. Yes,
0: astro- thank you, Kristan. Yeah. astro-theology. Steiner's whole thing was that We had a period of time, like humans had a period of time when we had psychic powers where we knew what our ancestors went through, like in a very like um, real basis. But at the same time, we did not feel ourselves to be individuals where we had less consciousness. You know what I mean? Like we were less conscious of being us. And he describes humanity going through this period into modernity of ascending to having that consciousness but at the same time losing that rooted connection to their ancestors and his his kind of um his declaration here is that the way that not every not everybody but the way that some people are going to go is they are going to start to have this uh, combination of let's say growing as an individual encompassing other things around them kind of like expanding their consciousness outward. So when you hurt somebody, you don't feel bad because you're going to get punished. You feel bad because you almost feel like, you know, you can't sleep at night. You cannot, you cannot accept the fact that you would lie. You cannot accept the fact that you would hurt somebody. So you don't, as opposed to being like some robot or some animal that, you know, you would get, you know, you would get whipped or you would get your hand chopped off if you do something wrong. And I think that's the kind of transition that's been going on in the first world, at least for some people, it hasn't been without its downsides. Uh, cause I think that, there are people out there who, like the ones we were talking about in the Smash community, for instance, who I do not think are of that level at all. I think they're pretending. I think a lot of these political yeah, types are pretending. misguided or something. Yeah. So I think that there is still going to be this change, but it's going to have a lot of pressure into it. But the more pressure, I think, it's like growing pains. The more we learn to deal with the situations that we're dealing with uh, right now. And I don't think again it's gonna be everybody, but uh, that that's what I think at least. I don't know, Slush. Any any
3: thoughts on that? I, I'm definitely of the opinion that like uh, you know, while an individual can grow quickly, uh, a, a group, a society, a culture, like I feel like it always has to be like do everything wrong until you figure out what's right. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like like when as we try like as we transition into this uh, more conscientious sort of like state. Uh, we're going to do it wrong, like kind of like how you see a lot of like hypocritical progressives and stuff like that. You know, we're going to take things, we're going to figure, we're going to have to one by one be like, okay, let's do it this way. Nope, that didn't work. Let's do it this way. Nope, that didn't work until we eventually like are left with, okay, this is, this is how we can actually implement this sort of uh, paradigm or whatever you want to put it. Um, But it will happen eventually as long as we don't all die. <laughs> And, uh, Dunn, any thoughts as well on this, uh,
0: before we move back into video games, thank God, uh, do you have any thoughts on uh, this particular cycle or spiral or whatever of, uh, evolution of consciousness? Where, where do you think things are going there?
5: You know, uh, it depends. It's interesting when we look at how people have been really focusing on, you know, things like yoga and, uh, expanding their consciousness uh, I think the whole new age movement was not really popular until more recently the way it is now. And I think a lot of people are experimenting and some of them are seeing beneficial things as far as raising consciousness. I think that uh, we have more information than ever before. And what's going to happen when people decide to merge with the machine, you know, what kind of consciousness are we going to have when they have high mentality and can listen to everything, find out everything, mm-hmm. uh, download everything and have all Uh, knowledge and power all at once, because that's where we're going with a lot of this. See, I know a lot of people, you know, consciousness, having a positive attitude, changing the world with positive vibrations. I believe in that stuff. I know it sounds a little hokey pokey, uh, but uh, get your little amethyst crystal and hang out, you know, do some research. It's interesting. By having a positive attitude, you can change a lot, including your day, uh, how people perceive you. And I think that we've forgotten how to be friendly in our world and i think that raising consciousness is something that isn't only for us as an individual but it's something we can spread by living it you know what i'm hmm. saying
0: i completely I agree Listen, the,
1: CIA, the, the new age movement total cia psyop mind control program but uh well well, hold on there's a comment over here
0: there's a comment it's not a super chat but i still want to read it from laurel canyon do not research yes the Um. uh the rock stars and all that from croin kicks who says i don't buy into it love just because the so-called kindness is based off completely false values that seem nice but aren't true they don't have character behind it it demands conformity but that's it well that was kind of the point that i was getting to where What you're talking about, this false kindness of the, you know, like, let all the refugees in, you know, that all kind of stuff. That is just pure conformity. Not from
5: Cuba, right? That is what? It's not refugees from Cuba. No,
0: not refugees from Cuba. Not at all. But yes. But this, this is just more performative stuff. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about actually doing things where you actually know that if you do something wrong to somebody, you're going to feel bad. And yes, the two kind of end up getting mixed in together. And I think discrimination is an important part of that. Wisdom is an important part of that. Because you can have people who are going to be total mind cattle who are going to just go through the motions and think they're doing the right thing. And they may truly believe it. It's not a pretense. But at the same time, yes, no, but at the same time, they're for garbage detail. Yeah, No, but at the same time, I think just like the, the level of consciousness is not going to be that high. I would I would go as far as to say that I think that before whatever Rudolf Steiner things will happen will happen. We're going to have a divergence where much like. In the time machine much like nietzsche was talking about i think there is going to be a split of humanity where like i believe in involution as well as evolution meaning i believe that people could maybe involve into a state of animality into a state of actually forgetting their humanity and i think that the whole thing with the robots and uh being one with the machine turns people into animals because they're not able to exercise willpower. They have everything being done for them. And at that point, you're not really being a human because much like uh, our eyes, I think, are uh, the result of the sun. Like if there was no sun, there wouldn't be any eyes to see the sun with. Much like if there's no pressure in life, if there's nothing for you to do, if everything is done for you, then you cease to exist as an individual. You cease to exist as... You end up becoming even lower than an animal, I like argue. So I see that kind of divergence happening. and uh, I don't know. Like uh, slush, kristan, uh, Prudentialist, Geo. any thoughts on that?
3: I, I think that uh, there's something that interesting there were about like, so like the new age spirituality stuff, I think that like when you look at any any sort of text that talk about like evolution of consciousness, like the ultimate form of consciousness is always like some form of oneness, enlightenment and stuff like that, right? And yet there's also this like idea that you're talking about of like, oh, we'll, we'll all merge digitally. And it's almost like this like dark side flipped coin of that same idea. It's like the artificial enlightenment, like evil <laughs> enlightenment or something, you know, it's like oneness, but through the completely wrong means as instead of, in, it's like you're devolving your consciousness into oneness instead of evolving it into oneness. So I think that's kind of uh, an interesting sort of split there. Hmm. And also, your webcam is still blurry. I wanted to say earlier, but uh, I,
0: I, I don't know what to do, how to fix it. No that, problem, yeah. no problem. It is absolutely fine. I I don't know where Kristan is right now because I don't see him on the screen. What but a uh, credentialist uh, yes, what, what, go for Prudentialist. You it, have been
4: talking a lot. No, no, I've been taking this all in. It's been it's been interesting. I just for me, I think un- unless that evolution happens, to which I'm a bit skeptical of in the way that we see things i mean we're still talking about a point in time right where there are people that can't fully mentally visualize an apple in their hand and they have yeah. the various levels in which they can visualize it yeah. and to me i think that it requires a certain level of abstract thinking for you to to reach that sort of sense of either enlightenment or consciousness or uh you know either in catholic or even orthodox theology the idea of the holy spirit moving within you uh, th- those things are For many, I I think you're right. Not everyone will be Mm. that way. I mean, Plato talks about the idea of the the slave mentality, Mm. where they're the the cattle or people (laughs) that don't have an inner monologue, right? And those may be people that either, you know, how you say involve or devolve, however you'd like to say it. I I think with the digital stuff, it's really interesting, because if you want people to connect in such a digital world, then you have a divergence between the the digital and the physical, right? Right. And from there, you have two different ways that you have to govern. You have to govern digitally and you have to govern physically. This means maintaining the physical resources to keep the digital propped up until we have the technology to make it Mm -hmm. self-sustaining. And at the same time, right, like, well, how do you govern from there when a substantial portion of the population lives in a digital sort of simulacra of real life if Samsung wants to to do the whole, you know, world one for one on a digital scale?
5: And I find that...
4: That's the most interesting yeah. part because it's like someone who talks about geopolitics, international relations on his channel. I, that that totally changes the game for how nations examine governance and examine you know how they interact with one another because if it's no longer say nation to nation you can communicate with anybody instantaneously in this digital world how does that you know affect the the physical real world diplomacy where there are actual issues over resources and different ideas and epistemological views Hmm. that to me is fascinating but what makes it all the more terrifying right is is that As we get closer to that, this technology remains incredibly novel. Just how the first train was invented, you also invented the first train derailment. And I think that leaves people very prone to to an accident that uh, we may not be able to understand. And the last thought that I'll add is that um, we we talk about, you know, this digital representation or the sense of collectiveness, uh, you know, just to maybe not offer prediction, but an observation like, you know, even today with VR chat, we have all sorts of different Um, you know, ways of our avatars. I've seen everything from like people doing Half Life One scientists to Kermit the Frog. So it could be virtually anything in any uh, way as an escape. And I I don't know how well that could, you know, allow Mm. us to be a part of this oneness if we all wish to still live in a society that is very heavily focused on the individual.
1: Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I just came across this brilliant passage from. A, uh, I can't believe I'm not as mutual. Forest of Symbols. I'm going to mutual him right now. Uh, I, I just retweeted it. It's from this passage from Vico. So Vico, so uh, Pico, um, Vico is a like medieval medievalist. Um, he says like a, Vico's account of barbarism, the return to barbarism, is barbarism of reflection, as intellectual barbarism. This actually resonates with uh, Lash's Culture of Narcissism, which mm-hmm. is a very famous work that has been you know brought back to life by a uh, post leftist like the red scare girls um barbarism reflection the brief conclusion: the new science largely pays homage to the glory of divine providence vico gives a brief statement about the barbarism reflection the idea of eternal history he sees the history cyclical so again like spangler uh cl- but this is before spangler his claims that history begins in a barbarism of sense and ends in a barbarism reflection the barber's Reflection is a return to barbarism in which one common sense established by religion through poetic wisdom holds a society together has been broken down by individual interests. The interests are spurned because individuals each think according to their own conceptual schema without concern for society. So he says like, like in a high, um, usually a high mythic civilization is indicative of like a high literary, like a literacy tradition civilization. So we have like a form of hyper literacy But this eventually will break down into this, like, weird, like, inverted, more, like, higher echelon form of barbarism where, like, people are almost, like, too smart for their own good. But I don't know, like, I mean, there still is, like, you know, low IQ Morlocks, right? But there's, it's, like, different. Like, I think, like, what Lev was talking about is very interesting because it's like an inversion of the way we think about technology in general, where like only the the best and brightest of society have access to higher forms or higher modes of technological development. But now it's almost like mm-hmm. technology is inverted. Like now the poorest are like stuck in like <laughs> VR serfdom, in, in like the fucking human battery stasis where they get to like coom a million times a day to, uh, some anime or, like, a furry character, whereas, yeah. like, the rich people are the only ones that are able to, like,
0: harness, go outside and touch grass. Well, not only touch grass, but also harden their... uh Harden. uh, uh Harness their kundalini energy. Because if, well, yeah, like, if we're talking about... If we're talking about all the mystery schools and all that stuff... Yeah. There is this whole idea of sexual energy being transmuted into a higher form, which then results in the achievement of enlightenment and the achievement of higher consciousness. And it is almost well, it's like, like how, yeah,
1: yeah, it's like how rich people are the only ones that can have stable families now, because it seems like only very poor people have kids for like obvious reasons, and like very rich people have stable families and a larger number of children than the average, because it seems that the the average like middle class like surf. Fail Sun, Morlock is like, they're the ones that can't sustain such a life, like, that came to us traditionally. So it's almost like the rich people will get to enjoy, like, the Elysium where the grass is extra green to touch. But like all the other Except people, they have to touch grass in the VR there, pod. There is, but we're also seeing yeah. the
4: inversion of that, right? The same thing mm. where you take a look, and I, I, this is where I, I'll I'll say it here, and I don't want this to dive into a conversation about this issue. But if you look at like the like demo like the class basis of say those who decide to have an, an abortion procedure, it's this uh, inverted bell curve where it's very lower class. And then it's very high income, high class class people as well. And I think the the thing Mm -hmm. where you're mentioning like that, the tantric sexual energy, I think that you will see that in the future where it stays within the hands of the wealthy and the elite. Because as we already happened in Tibet, by the way. But it's already. (laughs) But what I'm saying. Well, 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 that was. Wasn't that what what I'm trying to get at, though, real quick here? And and then, Kristan, yeah. Yeah, but what I'm trying to finish off here is, is that we're kind of already seeing that as we're coming to terms with like microplastics, endocrine disruptors, the growing fertility crisis. It'll be this sort of elitist privileged thing for people to procreate naturally, whereas we're seeing technologies about artificial womb and therapies mm-hmm. and things like that. I think that we're heading in a very nightmarish direction.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. And Kristan,
5: No, man, I, I completely yeah. agree. I think that we're um, going in a, a direction where we're going to get, uh, sex robots in the home. Uh, I mean, they're getting affordable. Like yeah. R- these robots are creepy. Rouge the bat. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then that's nonstop surveillance. <laughs> and at what point do you need a relationship? Because you can have robot girlfriend any night you want, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting how this world is progressing, especially downloading thought and all these things. But, um, You know, I think there's there's definitely hope for humanity. Like uh, a lot of people are negative about it, but I think that we need more people out there who are free thought, wanting to question things and do research. And even though they have the information, they don't believe unless they can prove it. We're seeing a world where titles and articles lead political uh, perception. We're living in a world where Uh, The idea that we can one day hook up into a matrix and have a digital virtual life, and there's profit and money to be made in the virtual life, uh, that takes over. So, uh, you know, they call it fully automated luxury communism. And I think it's something Hmm. a lot of people out there should investigate. There's obviously a global class that is making an an elitist uh, move right now uh, with the whole COVID Oh Is we gotta just, we
0: gotta be uh we're on YouTube. Don't
5: forget we got, uh, language. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love COVID. Give me COVID. Thank you guys. I love just keep
3: saying it. <laughs> oh, <Not laughs> a negative it comes day. after nine. We love it. We love
0: it. <laughs> Get your vaccine. Get it. Get oh, it. another one. Uh oh, okay.
5: Get Get two of them.
0: Okay. Oh no! It's it's fine. We just we're just so paranoid now, Kristan. See, this is also what Why happens.
5: You, you know, I I've been I'm like the OG. I've been banned for like six years. I found new ways to monetize. And uh, how long until you guys stand up to your bull to your bully? Uh, get off your um, you know, YouTube. Uh, you know, a horrible page with the W. It's just crazy. Like, uh, I'm we, off of
0: YouTube. We, we have that? like 7,000 something subscribers now, Kristan. I, I don't want to get off YouTube right now, but uh, well,
5: we know, are. Is that 2000 millions of views, and they disappeared because I said that. Okay. We uh, won't
0: yeah, uh, 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 okay. Yes. But. We are on Odyssey, and in fact, I think what would be really cool is if we want to explore these particular uh, modes of thought further, I do want to start doing BTR After Dark. I think that would be a...
1: Oh, be yeah. Oh, by the way, I have an Odyssey-exclusive video on my YouTube channel. Hell yeah. Today. Heaven yeah. Jenner Productions at... uh No, is it Jenner Productions? Yeah, on Odyssey, uh, I talk about the YouTube getting rid of dislikes, and... Uh, I have some copyrighted material, a Godsmack song, uh, and I swear a lot in that one, so that's probably why. Plus, I'm insulting YouTube, so it's probably not wise to have that on YouTube. <laughs> Oh,
0: well, that is a uh, that is the direction that I think we're going to be going. We got to expand both on YouTube and on Odyssey. And in fact, we are live streaming this on Odyssey as we speak. First, let me uh, link up over here. It's just like spot him, got and Pooh Every time I say link up, I have to say those two holy names. But uh, here we go. This is the Odyssey channel for uh, Geo. This is his uh, recent video there. And now I am going to share the Odyssey on Facebook. And I think we're going to be concluding pretty soon. Uh, I want to get to final thoughts as well. But here is our Odyssey channel. Guys who are listening to this right now, go to this channel right now. I am posting it in the chat. Odyssey.com. Break the rules. There's like the letter F afterwards. So go there right now and... uh, I think that you're not going to be disappointed with Break the Rules After Dark. We are going to be getting into the nitty-gritty of all your favorite subjects. We didn't talk about the trial, though. I guess, well, let's just, I don't know,
1: another day, I think, would be more...
0: Yeah, I mean, the trial's not yeah. over yet. By the way, we have $10 US from Kroin Kicks. We're sorry, almighty algorithm. Have mercy on us for our
3: sins. There we go. I can't go. believe
1: we racked up so much this stream. Wow,
3: that's I, I should say, because yes. I remember... Like at the beginning of the stream, someone donated like $100 asking about our music. Yeah. Guys, and we never got yeah. around to it. We did should totally. It's playing.
5: What did I miss? Did I miss all the jams?
3: We... No, no. Someone mm-hmm. someone donated $100. I'm no, just kidding. And they did were asking the... everyone's top three favorite artists and yeah. why or something like that. Yes. Oh, why didn't I get yeah.
5: a question like that? Here we well, go. We never answered it. So well, well let's, answer, let's answer it now. Good now. Perfect. Uh, okay. Uh, number one would be MXPX. I love punk rock. It's whiny. It's great for breakups. Uh, number two would probably be, be U uh, two. They have uh, so many great hits. Very uh, amazing and key influential music. Uh, and a lot of the music we love today. Um, probably the first small band was U two, and they're annoying. And I get it. And I don't like. I don't agree with Bono's politics. Music is fantastic. Um, uh, number three, mm, mm, uh, there's a band I always loved. That it was called the Newsboys. And they were one of the largest Australian uh, bands that are around. And they put out a couple really bomb albums. My favorite being Take Me to Your Leader, which is interesting because it's like about an alien. Uh, I'll let you guys l- listen to it. But, uh, you know, uh, those are my three top albums right now. Uh, I listen to uh, an album called, uh, what was the last album? Uh, Apple Cast. Love the Apple Cast. Uh, Low Level Owl City is one of my favorite albums. Um, and you know, there's a lot of good music out there. Starflyer 59, their new album, um, that's, that just came out in search of vanity, really good. I love uh, Starflyer 59, it's shoegaze, it's really uh, kind of like in the vein of uh, smashing pumpkins means meets a dream pop, which is uh, a whole nother genre and really hard to explain, but it's like music that you'd hear. To be the soundtrack which
3: beach house just put out a new ep who beach house
5: Oh, right huh yeah mm. nice
3: well let's see as far as
0: my musical tastes go if we're talking about like some of the things i keep going back to i'm a big fan of queen <laughs> freddie mercury you know all that uh all that good stuff there Normies. oh come the fuck on <laughs> come the <fuck> on geo <laughs> anyway <laughs> Let's see. Okay, uh, I've become a very big listener of uh, Japanese music, uh, you know, because of the internet, uh, like uh, the um, city pop genre. Uh, slush, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Ben's you know,
1: love gonna have his cat ears. That'll be for me after <laughs> dark. Right? I'll wear the fez. So wear the cat ears.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I have some deer antlers, though. We could turn it into a real stag party. But anyway. Uh... Oh. Wait. I'm still... <laughs>
5: Because guys, I, I gotta get out of here. Oh, like I get another interview, and I want to say that uh, we gotta hang out again. Absolutely, I miss you, I miss you too, buddy. Uh, all right, yeah. everybody, follow Christ so, on Twitter. Rundown uh, live, find the Rundown Live, uh, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, KGRA, YouTube. Uh, that's our uh, syndication is uh, KGRA. But if you search the Rundown Live, you can find us on any podcast platform and we have a website, the rundownlive.com Um, obviously. And with the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, situation, be a little patient. We're kind of like uh the George webs of in the internet. And if you don't know what that is, it's like a uh, local version of Denny's anyways, guys have a good night. Um, Thanks for having me on love. Uh, I miss you guys. I miss sorry you too. You See um, you, soon. So stay safe guys. Uh, Gio, you rock too. I always appreciate your knowledge. I'm always impressed by uh, how much you know that uh, big, thick head you have over there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, have a good one. All right, you too,
0: Criston. Take care, buddy. So uh, as far as musical tastes, I want to finish that off because that can't be the only things that I like. I do like a lot of classical music. One of the things that I always go back to is the the, uh, Spartacus. You know the theme of Spartacus. The ones, dad, I, I'm not gonna do the credit, but it's like by uh K- I can't really pronounce his name correctly. Well, look at Cristan, all disembodied, like you could see the head and it's upside down, and the body's like all blurry. That's that. that that's pretty fun. That we should have done that for Halloween. So <laughs> I'm just trying to
5: figure out how to leave. Uh, I, I... It's uh, like I'm it's okay. like. I'm do you remember I'm, that? I mean, you're... I'm old, but uh, you know, yeah, I don't do. There
0: was that Mad TV skit with Will Sasso, I don't know if you guys remember that, where he played Tony, uh, he played James Gandolfini, who got an Emmy, and uh, they tried to, like, uh, get him to go through the right exit, and he didn't want to, like, he always chose the wrong one, he just ended up battling everybody, like, (laughs) punching everybody, and they had to sedate him, like, with tranquilizer darts, and, like, throwing that around him it's it's a great video but anyway uh let's see what they're saying about a uh, queen all right I, I don't have time to read all this but anyway queen japanese stuff uh classical music that's kind of like that's my uh that's my jam right there so that's me prudentialist oh, yeah. uh sure uh i'll i
4: guess the top three that i like to go back to or that i continue to listen to would be uh Uh, in in no particular order. Number one would be the Decemberists. I love the folksy nature of them. I enjoy Colin Malloy's voice and his lyrical talent, Um, not to mention the fact that he can pull from different cultural and like historical events and make good songs out of them. Thoroughly enjoy that. Number two, I totally love Steely Dan. Um, I I love the music there. I enjoy how it's sort of this representation of like the decadence of like the post-60s revolution era and just the the music that's just well done. I You have so many turns from, you know, uh, let's let's all go to the movies, right, which can be a little, of course, ribald, But at the same time, you'll have something like FM. I really enjoy it. And the number three uh, would be the jazz and blues artists, um, Chet Baker. Uh, whenever jazz artists, they do a song by somebody else, you know, they'll try and imitate the guy who did it. Others would try to play certain songs by Miles Davis. They try to, em- you know, emulate and, you know, be like Miles Davis, but Chet Baker would play Chet. And so there, those would be my top three. Mm.
0: And just speaking of Chet, any thoughts on Chet Atkins? That's very random, but I figure maybe you know Chet Atkins or no? I don't know. <laughs> All right, it's a country, uh, country western uh, guitarist. Uh, he did an album. Also, I'm a big fan of uh, Mark Knopfler. I don't know if you guys know Dire Straits. I like Dire I'm such a boomer. I like like a mix of like a boomer and oh, like uh, and a, and a and a like a Japanese uh, uh, you know Japanese admiring zoomer. Like that's kind of like the weird the weird combination right there.
4: You're you're a combination
0: of like a weave in the
3: 30 year old boomer meme. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So. boomer. Yes, and the uh, slush. Yeah. Before I even say my my. Uh... Favorite stuff. I just want to say that I'm noticing in the chat that there's a lot of great uh, Neutral Milk Hotel, Mac DeMarco, Leonard Cohen, all excellent choices, and more. Yeah, Leonard um, Cohen's pretty good. My the top three I'll pick, and they're it's kind of corny picks, but uh, like in no particular order, I'd say Animal Collective. Oh, uh, Animal Collective is is definitely one of my like all time favorite. Uh, artists bands whatever you want to call them groups collectives uh I don't know there's something just very uh human about their music that like I just really resonate with um and then another like huge one for me like this this got me into writing music which I is like a a pastime of mine um is Weezer uh you know 90s Weezer is like uh had a very big influence on me as a teenager uh and I, I, to this day, when I sing, I sound like Rivers Cuomo because I listen to them so much. Um, and then I'd pick Kanye as my third. You know, just the, the, something about Kanye is just really fucking inspiring. Like, he's just so big ego and, like, soulful and shit. It's, I don't know. I just love Kanye. He hits you in the in the, in the gut. So those, those would be my three if I had to pick. Hmm. Yeah, I see someone saying Blue and Pickerton are gold. Yeah, like those... Blue pinkerton and all of like the demos from that period like i'm seeing snake finger and cheap trick in the
0: chat yeah those was pretty good too Hmm. snake thing okay anyway geo you know that reference so uh what about you apparently (laughs) your
1: favorite artist got arrested today
0: So. wait oh you're 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 talking about that guy yes yes the yeah. uh can the i even
1: uh, say his name on youtube anymore I,
0: I don't know maybe uh maybe it's best to something. uh sp- sp- yes yeah, sp- spare the people yeah and, 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 and not low for
1: tax and, died apparently i can't believe that
0: Yeah, so, something weird's going on with the internet today and uh i feel was... bad
1: for low taxes creation just like totally destroyed him inside it, it was, by the way, awful. for uh,
0: not for what you would think it would be. I think uh, Shad got into prison for something gun-related. Yeah, Salt.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, on a, I'm on a Martha's Mean Band. Look at this, Death in June, Kurt 93. Lamont Young, that's all the, the edgy neo-folk. Uh, I love Death in June. I'm not a big fan of Kurt 93. I mean, I tried listening to them, but I'm more of a Boyd Rice, Death in June. Oh, you want my picks now, Lev? Is you yes, know? I do. Okay, first one has to be my favorite band ever, uh, Nevermore, R.I.P. World Dane. Um, I I saw one of their, like, on their very last tour before they broke up, uh, I saw them in Toronto, and uh, just they're always going to be my favorite band ever. Um second one would have to be days of the new because they're the most influential on me in terms of like when i was growing up um yeah like third the third one's always tricky Um, cream
0: wizard says geo listens to grimes
1: no i don't listen to Grimes. uh i'm trying to think of like a non-metal band that's probably like my favorite um
0: razilu says doesn't geo just like Boomer Rock?
1: No, I'm a fucking metalhead. Um, no, I like everything. Uh, I would say the third one would be uh, the ambient band Kaya Project. That's probably it. If, if you want like a non-metal pick in that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> ICP and Come... <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> was like a kid, I think I listened to a little bit of ICP, but not like... Just because of the pro wrestling thing, that's like yeah. why I
0: listen to. Them. You go. You they had
1: some jams though, like uh, like, uh, "That's Me" is a good song. You go uh, out into uh,
0: you go out into the snow uh, during Christmas time. You look around, <laughs> you see a little bit of yellow in that snow, and you oh, you say, no. "I no. ICP Fuck. <laughs> ICP." <laughs> Oh, right, guys before gone. okay before before we go hold on this is this is important well first of all once again i want to ask everybody to subscribe as always
1: yeah we uh, will talk about the rittenhouse yeah the Riddler thing. yeah it's
0: it's not done yet we're, we're gonna have a lot more of that but uh what i wanted to get to though was a uh, uh, slush you do a podcast called gush and uh that is with a uh, glink and I saw uh, uh, Glink's videos, you know, really awesome videos as well there, especially the one with uh, California.
3: And uh, I would definitely love yeah, to talk with... Yeah, how would you
1: hook with... up with Glink? How would that work out?
3: I did. Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> I think that I just joined, like, uh, he he said that he got, like, the new Smash game, So I, and he was, like, telling everyone to join a server and play. And I played with him, and, like someone while we were talking was like oh slush i like your videos and he was like oh you make videos and then he went and checked my channel out and then he was like oh we should collab on something i'm doing something related to smash and then we just ended up talking we we were like found out that we are like totally on the same page about like so much stuff mm. we had like such a similar upbringing and like you know a lot of the stuff that we talked about here like i know he would love to talk about that as well and by the way i just want to say uh you ever want to do like a whole podcast talking about enlightenment like that's my shit I, I i'm way more interested in consciousness and enlightenment than i am in like literally anything else Hell yeah
1: but, um we have another new age stream we'll we'll definitely bring you on yeah
3: yeah
0: i'm down um, for that um, yeah wait yeah, let me like, like, let me show you my graphic then since you mentioned that i might as well so when i mention i see like the third eye i also get to the point sometimes where i see a dna helix and around it, it's like a three-dimensional vortex of blue and purple light spinning around. So I thought that that would uh, tickle, tickle cool. your fancy.
3: Yeah, I you mean, know... I, 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 um, <laughs> I don't know if you're, you're familiar with the term non-duality, but I'm like into oh, yeah. everything related to that. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that's. When definitely... We have
1: Owen Cyclops again. We should bring you on.
3: Yeah,
0: that'd be interesting. Well, we are gonna have. I tried to get Owen Cyclops. I mean, right now he's. Uh, well, you just very... had a kid. Yeah, so, so that's. Yeah. uh Yeah. <laughs> okay. List of priorities: kid, then break the rules. You know, it's right, right there. But like, kid, kid comes first. And uh, we are gonna have though Jonathan Peugeot and Sticks Hexenhammer six 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 talking about Jesus. That's gonna be a. That's gonna be a time. That is gonna be if, if we have anything to judge Geo, by. Gio, you better
4: bring your A game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if we have anything um, to judge by the uh the Jessica DeLoach the tree. I notice
1: like Styx is like a l- little bit like less on his like attack mode thing when he's like talking about his like uh, like I'd imagine they'd have like a more civil conversation than what people will imagine. But I, I think like like when he tried like when logo tried to like I know I shouldn't bring his fucking name up ever again, but like you know when they when they we were talking about the occult and he's doing the whole fucking it was a British intelligence AD SI UP, which I mean it's partially true, but like Sticks was like you know, fuck <laughs> Um But anyways, yeah, we gotta people were saying in the chat we gotta get a glint, uh Glink on I, I yeah Yeah Turkey really Turkey
0: Tom it. was also recommending Glink. In fact, that's how I found out about him uh from Turkey Tom originally. Yeah, I watched his uh,
1: Only Fans video and the California one. But like the like the older ones are good. Like I love the Only Fans one. That was like really interesting because he actually like took the time to like interview these people. These like They, you know, I don't know, like, because we tried to get gooners on. It's fucking impossible to get gooners on. But like, it's he managed to do it. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. No, I think that was really interesting
0: perspective. I think he just tried harder than me because I went to the i I joined two Discord groups for gooners. One of them was called. You know what it was, Lev. Let me just tell you the name. Yeah. Okay. One name was. Uh, uh, I don't remember one, but I remember the other one, which am I still a part of it? I don't know, but it's called, oh yeah, I am still a part of it. Here it is. It's called Porn Bader Bros, which is a great title. What the fuck? Which That's is like a- four doors, more fours. Yeah. Well,
1: why, what, what is that going along the four doors more, uh, who is, why is that a meme now? What oh, happened?
4: because that was on Mr. Rittenhouse's like TikTok thing. That was his, like, handle. By the way, four doors, more (laughs) whores. And then the bio itself said, bruh, I'm just trying to be famous. There's, there's like, a not less than
1: significant, like, a more than significant chance he's probably, like, I don't know, ventured on Twitter and, like, saw the room, if you know the room I'm talking (laughs) about. Lucas's room.
0: Yes. But, uh,
1: (laughs) They get, I would spell it like, uh, like Ralph Seferado, The who is all this fucking trouble over that? Who I don't know if you <laughs> slash are you a Sopranos fan.
3: I actually haven't seen it. Uh, I've been meaning to get around to. Yeah. It. So oh. Gio, Gio, don't spoil anything, please. Don't. No. Yeah, I won't. I'm, yeah, but I but I just, I, um, but I just wanted
0: to read ones. some of the names here from the Porn Bader Bros channel. Uh, some of the usernames because they're very they're very nice. One cocky guy. Seven eighty seven. Cocky
1: <laughs> that could be a porn star. Freaky
0: freaky Tony. <laughs> a sexy she- a sexy sheep. Uh Acrobate. Addicted porn piggy. Ac- acrobate <laughs> Airwick. You better pray
4: to the algorithm now. Airwick! <laughs> <Bear> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the supernaturalist,
1: oh my God.
0: Alex the Alex the trap uh oh no <laughs> no and the so definitive and the x <laughs> what fanny x no and the x os Aus... oh that could be yeah os like yes, straight... i straight
3: to do this but i really Ooh. have to go all right no oh, problem shit. sorry my no. friend
1: you have to come back on yes um it's been uh, a pleasure having you absolutely. um i know we didn't talk about the trial i, I wanted to ask about escapism in video games and like video game culture but maybe another time we'll uh i'm down it.
3: Hell yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It was a pleasure Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. I'm sorry that I have to uh, dip out like this. No problem at all.
0: Follow Slush at SlushTV underscore on Twitter. Slush, thank you so much for coming in. Please subscribe to SlushTV, YouTube.com slash SlushTV, YouTube.com slash Gush Podcast. So once again, Slush, it was a great pleasure to talk to you, brother. I look forward to seeing you soon. Take care, guys. Take care. Take care, man take care my friend so okay I'm, I'm i'm not done reading the names yet so here we go <laughs> <laughs> we're coming back in boys we're coming back in here we go Wait, can
1: you stay for a little bit longer
4: prudentialist yeah i've got time
0: all yeah right. let's
4: then we'll talk a little bit about the Riddler yeah, yeah. thing so here we go riddler the joker i'll be right back all hey, right so
0: here are some yeah. more names ac cat girl milk Jacob Lindsay. Super Iron Bob. <laughs> <Yeah, girl. laughs> Super Iron Bob. Tux loves you.
1: <laughs> A- Our A- audience it. is comprised of goodies
0: <laughs> A- Aiden Paladin. Blue Shoe. <gasps> Bo. Bones. Oh. Chaos. Conscious <laughs> Moss. hawk says. <laughs> kuzu <laughs> LaCrosse 777. Uh, uh,
1: Momo. Don't forget Momo. Yes, um, definitely Holy Taro. Yeah. Um. No, no, that no was no that, 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 that was the, Gooner the sub.
0: no, that was our Discord server. I was reading. Yeah,
1: cron kicks. No, so read more of the Gooner name. So no, they weren't. This is how I <laughs> found our audience by spamming BTR chats in the Gooner for- Discord. All
0: right, here we, go, um, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Okay. And by the way, everybody subscribe. Okay. Anyway, alcoholic Jack, Alpha Goon. Anna Banan. Alif, <laughs> A- Alf. A- Alf. Alf. Oh wait. Alpha Omega. I guess. Oh, Alpha Omega. You know, I am the Alpha. Alpha. Omega. Yeah, yeah, I am yeah. the Alpha. I'm uh, the Omega. Jesus. The Jesus of Gunners. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, Bader Bro. DMs open. Bader Bro. <laughs> Let's see. Bjork the Brave. It's very medieval. Uh, yeah. B- oh, I love this one. Bjorn Yesterday. <laughs> bjorn yes that's pretty good that's clever okay here we that go remind, like someone yeah. oh go ahead go ahead and okay. i have to okay yeah. okay Brittany, porn slave Ooh. brock samson xd <laughs> bronze Brooks. bow call bronze me... age
1: gooner that could be a name <laughs>
0: yeah bronze age gooner call me call me love love me Call me lovely. Oh, this one this one is for uh this is a special one for Zero HP Lovecraft. Captain Cthulhu.
1: <laughs> yeah, ZHP could write a short story just in well, the book came out um that you could buy on crypto. He made a lot of money on it. But uh you could yeah. he could write a story about Gooners. I mean, it's kind of certain ones like um <laughs> the latest one has a bit of that, but uh box bit I'm in a super cold box, Big organ. Oh, my God. um, That's funny. You mentioned conscious mods. Could women be Gooners, or is that impossible? They don't work like that.
0: No, there were some women who were in the uh, Gooner uh, Discord server. I remember. Can you imagine what they look yeah. like? Can you
1: imagine the smell?
0: I'm sure like, they look fine, Gio. Don't, don't judge. Don't judge. Uh, they, they, they look fine. Know. Yeah. but well, uh, like, What but, would
1: uh, a woman be? Yeah. Like, uh, like, would there... I mean, would their like experience of sexuality be, like, different enough to where they would goon? I don't know. Like, I, I guess mean, technically, maybe...
0: technically speaking, from what I understand, I mean, women—they don't. It's different with women and Vril. Well, you two they, would know, but I they don't would... like they can they can kind of keep going. No. Nah, that soon, Geo, Geo. That's for after dark. <laughs> That's for after yeah. dark. Insult
1: posting. No, um, no, but like, I mean, when you think about it, the sort of like orgasmic latency period of women, like, like you were saying, like they they have a much more extended sort of time window. They have like a different erotic experience in terms of like getting into the. Whereas men, it's like very like one dimensional in some ways, like, pooh, like it's like that's why freud that's why people said freud was biased against women because freud was operating on a model of the un unco- the libidinal economy that is like that's basically just men which is like your fo- the, the libido is frustrated it must get out to achieve equilibrium like it's Whereas women, it's like I guess it works differently. They mm. have a much more latent erotic experience. But I forgot I to
0: eat. I forgot to eat this piece of sweet potato. This is Japanese sweet potato. So for those who were with us from the very beginning in the chat, you remember that I said I was eating Japanese sweet potatoes. I was not lying. This is the sweet potato. This is right here. M, mm. mm. Nice.
1: But am I lying about that, boys, or am I just off the wall, or how? Do, how would you describe it? I
0: don't know. What to tell you. My mouth was full, so I couldn't speak.
4: <laughs> Prudentialist. <laughs> I think uh, I'm not going to leave too many comments here on on that issue. Uh, I just spent a long <laughs> time on Substack, literally saying, "Hey, I wish I was chased." So uh, yeah, it's not... yeah,
1: yeah. That that was a good article, by the way. I liked
4: it. Well, thank mm. you.
1: It's so like the, can... it's like the different. It's a different perspective than the usual. Like, um, what would you call it?
4: insult literature that makes sense subst-
1: hmm. um I don't well know. more like
4: i am someone who got around and i
0: wish i didn't
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: i don't know i was somebody who got around and i like the fact that i got around i think it was a great experience
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> guys how many holes are down there that, did you see that clip right of Hus- no not hassan who am i talking about Fuck, uh Hayes. did you see that no no Oh, God, you didn't... Okay, so there's this, like, commie, like, Twitch streamer e-girl, right? But it's not about communism. It's more about, like... It's, like, imagine a titty streamer, but a titty streamer that, like, reads the Das Kapital, right? So he goes on... The worst kind. The worst kind, yeah. So he goes on, and she asks him... Because, like, you know, like, every fucking irony leftist, they always talk about how much they fuck, right? Like, that's the biggest tell... Like, that's the biggest own they have is, like, have sex, right? So... This girl is like, how many holes are down there below the the torso? And Hayes just like, yeah, I guess there's two, right? Like, and and it's like, oh no, there's three. But it's like, <laughs> I, I know it's kind of like goofy, and it's like, yeah, it's kind of an own oh a little bit. But to give Hayes credit, like, it's he was there to talk about like I don't know some form of like tanky communism. He wasn't there to talk about you know female anatomy. But um, like I don't know, like I mean when you think about it it's technically three but one is inside another one so it's like that's a mulligan i think i should we should give Hayes a mulligan for that one because it's like when you have like a say a reservoir like a sewer reservoir yeah. there's pipes inside the sewer system you got to name every single hole and pipe inside the sewer system to make it count no you just see that yeah. one effluvia coming out at you Giving you a golden shower. I sh- I said too much. I said too much. Anyway, <laughs> this it's, is still, your... it's a technicality that it's three. I think I'm clipping this and sending this to Alex K. <laughs> <laughs> it's a technicality, okay? There's, Yo, there's uh... Yes, there's three holes, but one is very small and it's like inside the other hole. So that kind of doesn't count. Lev, I think this hey. one's
4: getting age restricted. <laughs> <laughs> Gio, Holy you're two uh, that matter
2: am I right yeah
0: <laughs> you uh your inner Italian is coming out Gio, because you used a plumbing analogy did you see this no! post right <laughs> did you see this post by the way I posted this I posted this on Twitter before here let me uh l- let me load he it up the over
1: song out for, for- yeah, but All right, see
0: this, like check this out. This is this is from New York. This is in Manhattan. No, Look of
1: course it's from New York. Of course, <laughs> from the <clock> father. <laughs> <laughs> they should sponsor us now. See, oh it has, like, man, the little, the little just raindrops. Just send in a
4: request for sponsorship and put that clip in.
1: <laughs> I have a theory that um, there like a certain form of insult could be an amazing lover.
0: Wait, before these... before the Amazing Lover, before that, oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I'm actually, I'm in the groove right now. I'm thinking of doing some calf raises. So uh, how many do you think I can do? You guys want to bet in the chat? How many mm. do you think I can do? And then let's see if I can do them for some uh, super chat money, okay? So like put, put like some bets on, like how much you're willing you're to bet. you getting greedy and let's see if now the
1: stream, live. I feel you're getting greedy with it. <laughs> we well, just let's... made nearly
0: 300 bucks. <laughs> I'm going to be like Icarus. I want to see how close I can I'm fly here... to the sun. I'm, I'm here, here for geo
1: it. explaining anatomy of women.
0: Um, <laughs> it's like you know Chris Chan. Funny? It's like Chris Chan when he draws them, just like right in the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is a, like, this is how you have sex. <laughs> like
1: the one, the one, the Megan one was like going that way. Like... <laughs> um, no, it's funny because when you do like learn, fe- like from a drawing perspective, like the fact that, um, like the V shape, it's because of their widened and distended hips compared to men that's why you have those like more shapelier curves whereas men it's uh the the sort of like pelvic region is different like of course everything's more like rigid and defined on a man but you know um i mean i'm trying to learn little things like especially facial anatomy i'm trying to like get a bit more into it but uh no it's uh cream wizard (laughs) Oh, the ABC uh, calf raise sixty at one hundred and thirty-five pounds. What does oh, that 11... mean at? A...
0: Wait, what does that mean at one hundred and thirty-five pounds? I'm Maybe around hundred. I'm around hundred and fifty pounds. So, oh, you mean yeah. you want me to? Hold... Okay, I'll bring some weights in. The, the gym's oh, right God. here. Hold oh, on, one hundred and thirty-five. You say right? Okay, one second. Well, but then again, how are you guys gonna know if I'm holding them? Like, I gotta do like this. But does okay. it,
1: like if you do calf raises while holding weights? Does that 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 affects your?
0: yeah that's probably yeah. not great so i don't even know where that's from yeah the, that uh, would
1: probably that's I not mean, good yeah,
0: yeah. so Ra- raziu said 100 i could definitely do 100 but how much you want to bet okay
1: oh my god Lev. um no i was gonna say that this say, is like
4: post to the yeah
0: there's this one
1: writer from new york that maybe i will mention because it will totally spoil it but um her coming on the show but um she she wrote about uh she actually has an erotic book and my theory is that if incels were to read erotic literature that they know has 100% been published by women that they would be better lovers when they actually do get a girlfriend than if they spent their life being gooners and porn brains and like watching mm. internet pornography that's so my like, theory anyway.
0: uh, like the uh, harlequin press uh, literature
1: yeah exactly there was this this one tweet i said um This one, like, insane Blue Anon person, she said that, like, some erotic fantasy with Kyle and his mother or something. And I said that, like... Wait, um, Kyle Rittenhouse? Yeah, yeah. And I said that this person was probably one of those, like, creepy middle-aged shut-ins in the early 2000s, writing erotic, like, you know, uh, the I-word erotic short stories on those, like, text script sites, like uh, Literotica and uh, Mm. all those other ones. Mm. I don't know. I'm
4: not safe for work yeah. journal. Not
1: safe for Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, those ones, even before, like, post Usenet days, there was a lot of those sites like uh, Literotica, Christian Archive, stuff like that, that um, I'm totally exposing myself right now. Holy fuck, I should really stop. But uh, like that, <laughs> that was, like, do you just remember... a wall of text, but it was, like, all erotic stories, and it usually mm. revolved around uh, that mm. particular I word. But, um...
0: Not well, there were also that, like you know uh, I mean. there were also like lemons. Is it wasn't that word lemon? Didn't that mean like an erotic story of some sort? That was, I think, one. Geo Daniel Steele. <laughs> or as we say in Russia, we say in Russia, Danila Steele. Another one is Nora Nora Roberts. That's another one I remember. Yeah. Nora Roberts. Yeah, it's,
1: there was some like I okay. I know I'm totally exposing myself. This should be the after dark. Porsche. You know what? We're gonna have a BTR after dark when we talk about erotic literature. That's what we're gonna yeah, do. yeah. Um, were there annoyed. was some that were mind blowing. Actually, there is a few of them, even though they're not exactly appropriate for uh, the internet. Um, they, it was some of them were quite amazing. Um, G after two episodes ago, there's nothing left to explore.
0: <laughs> yes, there is. We're uh, gonna do a G. We we are gonna do a BTR after dark street. episode. Well, well, hold on. You're, you're kind of stepping on my point. We're gonna do a BTR after dark episode in the nude
1: no that can't work that's <laughs> not gonna happen you could be in the nude i don't know i don't care
0: but... oh, we're not gonna see the lower half because the webcam doesn't go there but it's like so uh, uh, you... shoulders <laughs>
1: <laughs> why don't we go up uh young and undertones of betty betty, yeah, betty page i might scroll up a little bit lev here uh-huh. um someone said yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go down, go down. Uh, Geo, after do, go down, go down. Um, it's a Gretchen. What's your favorite? Well, her name starts with a G. Um, Geo, if oh, so this is for five dollars by ABC. Geo, if you buy rogue calibre, um calibrated plates and Ohio barbell when power lift meat. Um, yeah, I mean, I think like I'm I'm going to maybe buy some weights. I basically, um, well, because like this season is like wood stacking season, so I've been doing a lot of that um but i also like just use like crates of books and uh other things like cinder blocks but i might i might buy a kettlebell i think they say that's the most economic uh choice i've been starting like what lev and people have told me on twitter i'm started to a meal journal uh where i at the end of the day i will Mm. write down what i ate that day i want to show you
0: some good weights by the way i'm gonna be right back by the way, Gio, can you do some uh, shout-outs of the people All watching right now? All right, so now?
1: shout-outs. This has been a great stream economically anyways. I mean, it's been a disaster for my image as a trad right-wing incel. But um, <laughs> shout-out to the ABC, to Raizu. Uh, we got Jules. Oh, Jules is saying uh, great advice to you. Oh, <laughs> I can't tell what Jules is being serious. Um, So we got Jules. Uh, we got... um. Let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the chat, but we, of course, have had uh, Cat girl Milk. Um, see, I can't tell with you anime people whether you're m- male or M or F. I had to, like, explicitly ask a few of you whether you were uh, men or women. But, I mean, I know I should just assume if anyone had an anime profile pic that they're probably a dude. They're probably like a cat girl milk, or or like a Momo on Twitter, or like cream milk. They're like little twinks that are like little uh, otter twinks that are. Just, <laughs> never mind, never mind. Uh, cream wizard. Um, we got. Uh, I'm I'm going I'm going back to it. Uh, let's Let's see. Uh, but yes, please like, subscribe, share. Go to patreoncom slash rules for exclusive content. We're gonna have a stream of uh all the old favorites where we're going back to btr's roots That's of right. a bunch of like 12 schizos in the same group chat yammering away of course i got my amazing friend philip daniel me and philip we're actually going to call well i mean sort of collab i'm going to do i think these mono prints of this sweet or how do you say it's suit or sweet of um of Isn't compositions what you say? like too sweet no, no, too sweet is, that- is the, the New World Order Bullet Club thing, but no, uh. the, the musical suite, which is like the S U I T E. Like, you know, when you have like an arrangement, a composition that's in different parts. Um, I'm going to be doing probably mono prints or charcoal drawings of something. Um, we got Al- Alpt, A L P T, Algon. We got Kronkicks, of course, our friend Kronkicks. Mm-hmm. We got Noan, my good friend Noen. We
0: got a WebM
1: Aristocrat. WebM we got... Aristocrat, as always. Web a- a- SS um, Moral Outrage Prophet, as all as always. Of course, you know Cream Wizard, Good Salmon. Oh yeah, sorry, Lev, I cut you off. You you name the. Uh...
0: Let's see. Uh, we got Baldur two one one two. We got the ABC one two three four five. Uh, whatever. We got a. Uh, uh, we got Riza we got uh cream cyber, Wizard, ninja you said, zero. cyber ninja zero by the way oh. cyber ninja zero i hope you got some time to gloat today on you should come on the stream by the way one of these days cyber ninja zero so we could hear your uh your thick uh what happened arabian with arabian accent no, no he just said that he was going to be gloating about the oh. uh what ended up happening with i mean hey like i'm I uh, He predicted the stream what, was
1: going to be a train wreck, I think. That's what it was.
0: No, no. I think it was a great stream because it brought people together and they don't yeah. have to necessarily agree with each other. That's fine. So the ABC 1-3 It says, was a squash
1: uh, match, but I mean, well, I don't know.
0: So five US dollars. Geo, let me send you some stuff. Let me train you so that you shall surpass me and my bloat max more physique.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I have to be like the Russian bear. Um, we got yeah. good, yeah. I mean, if you if you live near, I mean, I don't know, like the shipping costs would be a ra- outrageous. I mean, you could buy weights in Amazon. I mean, the shipping probably w- like I had to. I, I sold two works of art recently, and I had to ship them. Fucking shipping's outrageous. I think I'm just gonna use UPS instead of Canada Post. Like fuck that shit. Anyways, <clears throat> YouTube channel official with a uh, what is that a kanji text there? Um, good salmon, Marduk yeah, good salmon and marduk uh, of course i said cream wizard i think that's it um that's that's a lot of oh uh... Uh, man is cf doing simpsons comics what the fuck i don't know about that um oh yeah barry weiss that is not the real barry weiss i don't think i mean maybe you but never uh know. you never know, you never have know. hope yeah, don't give Lev hope. I, you know, it's funny. I had this joke I was thinking about the other day. Um, well, two things with Lev. One was when he kept saying Nick Jr. Like about the call. He's like, the colors of Nick Jr. And I kept thinking about that. I'm like, that's, I don't know why it's funny. Um, then another was like, I had that joke where I'm like, uh, Barry Weissner, her uh, partner or whatever, um, they were trying to have a kid recently. And I'm like, and, I don't know if Lev and, and I was like, I don't know if Lev could help him out with a live donation, if you mean. Wait, you know I, I thought
0: I thought you wanted to be the donor, Gio. No,
1: you. I mean, you're a nice Jewish boy. It's it's up to you. I mean, that's that's more of your thing. That's no, I, no. I, but they need
0: they need Gentile DNA in order to uh, broaden the uh, the gene Oh, goals.
1: okay. Yeah. I mean, Barry Weiss you doesn't should, look half bad. I, I no, I don't you, know. She. You should I take one know. for the team, Gio. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say no more. I say no more. Um take one for a... the team, Geo shall write a sub stack <laughs> about it. Okay, yeah. I could. I could. Um no, see I thought about that, but here's the thing. I could never do that. Like if you know, like you have like a lot of like movies nowadays where they're like, um, you know, what if like a woman wanted a kid and you're basically just a spermador? I think like as a man spermidor? that's kind of
0: is that what you call a spermador? Spermador
1: no. <laughs> Sper... <laughs> magazine. We're bring back, baby. Um no I, I sperm do <laughs> Oh god damn. Oh. Um I'm trying to make a serious point. Um I think like as a man it's kind of bullshit. Like even just the idea of like sperm banks and all that, because like I feel like if you have a kid out in the world it would just, like, like say a woman, a hot woman that's probably on Twitter right now, probably has autism, probably likes fat guys, probably has nice cute face and a nice big you-know-what, and uh, probably, like, really wants a kid. I would feel terrible. I'm not talking about anyone in particular. Um, I would feel terrible if they would, like, you know, I just want a kid. I, I'm not going to bother you financially. Like I, I would just feel fucking I would feel terrible if like um I had a kid out in the world that I wasn't taking care of yeah. maybe not financially but like in terms of like love and affection and raising a child I know you, yeah
0: you know what yeah. I mean like that's yeah, kind sure. of bullshit to me. but you know what Gio, I would, I like th- even
1: if like if you were to donate sperm like wouldn't that fucking kill you to like think that there's a kid yeah. out
0: there that doesn't know who you are that is your yeah. blood. Sure right unless you put it unless you put it in the fan to bottles and you're but yeah. anyway oh, no, oh, no but she, oh, but she but she, but she um, you know what if you find somebody find somebody who has here how about Chris, this you could post you could, you could right? find you could find <laughs> you could find somebody you could have find somebody who has autism but not how you think. when I say she has autism it means like once you're in the bedroom and you take your clothes off, she says ah. That's the oh, kind oh, of. Awesome. Is, oh no, that's terrible. That's fucking terrible.
1: Oh god, that's fucking terrible. Um, GF's a CF. Fan. No, I didn't mention. Listen, I did not mention CF. I I don't even know who CF is. Anyways, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know who he is. Um, Chris Alton is in the chat as well. Um, Man Ray of Hope. Mom, No, it is not mommy Venti. You have to be deeper into Twitter culture to know who I'm talking about. Um, I listen, here's, I'm just joking around. The person I'm talking about is a very sweet, uh, friend of mine and I don't want to insult her. I'm just fucking around. I'm not, I'm not trying to cast aspersions on my friend. I'm sorry, but, um,
2: yeah.
0: But hey,
1: it would be nice one day. I mean, she likes fat chicks, so who knows, right? Uh,
0: yeah. Um, well, well, Gio, I, I know for sure you're going to be casting plenty of dispersions on many beautiful women.
1: <laughs> <laughs> plenty of <comeuppance>. uh, Cyber, <laughs> Look at Cyber... I could imagine this. Okay. Imagine <laughs> an amazing future where Barry Weiss and her, her lesbian uh, wife wants a kid... And and like say Gio is right there. Barry Weiss writes an article. My child's father is fascist. Can you ima- like that would be like a a Pulitzer right there? I had a child with a fascist. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a writer out there that writes who yeah. used to write for I don't know Exo Jane or something. That probably like I I got knocked up by a fascist and I uh, you know and uh, I think that could be a that could be that- a. a There's already of articles
4: uh. about women hooking up with Republicans. It's only a matter of time. Well, this
1: writer that I know that I was talking about, she actually did write an article about how I dated a Proud Boy. So uh, maybe I should stay away. Um, Not only will she win a
0: a Pulitzer, she'll win a pew 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 pew. pew,
1: amazing oh my god love you're, you're guys too much. we gotta Scum we gotta sucking go slimer imagine the sheer magnitude of plastic your sperm comes into contact with and it's course at the sperm clinic kids guaranteed sperm.
0: <laughs> that's the ultimate plan no 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 geo this is like oh, out of terrible. this is like this is like star wars clone wars except it's just like all these plasticized children being born like an army of them <laughs>
1: He's the guy Simon Heiselman ripped off when st- day starting out because uh, basically what happened with Ethan Klein and Sam. What what the fuck? Ethan Klein. Oh, you're referring to. Yeah, okay. I, I get it. I get it. All right. Um, Guys. What... Oh, my a... God. What is this? We um, got to go. Listen, every go. Yeah. liberal woman, their dream is to have a cottage core, um, huge family with a fascist that is their dream every liberal white woman wants the uh the the fash um lifestyle that is their titillation uh their evil it's like why they watch true crime podcasts they there's something about liberal yeah. especially ethnic but white presenting liberal women like 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 a nice like a quarter Geo, you're African giving me
4: 2016 flashbacks.
1: Yeah, I know. I
4: it is true. It is true. Because that's literally how my ex and I met. Oh my god!
1: Oh my <laughs> god! Oh, that's that's. Yeah, we'll save that
4: for an after dark. Save
0: that after, for an dark. after dark. BTR after dark. But
1: Carl Rittenhouse case. I wanted to
0: say a few quick Car- things. Carl Rittenhouse is that his brother? Carl, carl yeah carl. Uh, hot, <laughs> hot hot carl rittenhouse
1: carl Does, did you get that reference by the way carl
0: ah uh, sort of and we not do gotta the, go not to su- the... and we gotta go to super chats as well by the way yeah we can't forget not those the, um
1: not the the walking dead one but the uh the llamas with hats <laughs> yeah <laughs> carl oh man um i think like what's happening now you know what would be a great idea, Lev, if we get... Oh, oh, this would be fucked up. If we had a BTR stream about the trial after the verdict, where we get Prudentialist over here against CRK...
0: Sure, yeah, we could we could figure something oh, out. Oh, that we'll, would be, we'll that'd be fucking fireworks right there. Well, let's we'll, we'll see what that'd happens. Be fireworks. And I do have to... I was by going the way. on pretty
1: hard about the... I, I don't know. I mean, I love hmm. the guy, but... It, I, I gotta disagree. I think,
4: like... I'm in the same position, but I'm not gonna say more.
1: Yeah, Mm. yeah. But anyways, I think what's... The media response... A lot of the takes are getting so fucking stale right now. What if he was a black kid? Like, listen. Like, and this isn't my take. This is Evan's take on Twitter. Evan Platinum, my good friend. Who maybe who... I don't know he does interviews. But he said, like, the greatest tweet ever in response to that Rex Chapman fucking ghoul. He said that if... If this was like a black conservative kid,
4: like uh, our our friend Daniel, is this the one where he says he'd be on the twenty dollar bill already?
1: Like, re- yeah, yeah. Republicans. If it was a based black conservative that gunned out Antifa members, Republicans would demand he be on the twenty dollar bill. And I respond. <laughs> and I responded. I said they would take Sheldon Adelson money and they would commission a bronze statue and put it in the Reagan Library of him. <laughs> like like people don't fucking understand GOP normie con republicans that vote for fucking Marco Rubio they worship the the based black conservative they the the, the, the they would fucking if 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 uh if Ben Carson Became a fascist leader. They would erect a gallows. And follow him
4: to the ends of the earth.
1: Exactly. Yes <laughs> Yeah, they they he would become an actual god emperor. By the way, god. speaking of well,
0: speaking of Ben Carson uh, You know that uh, our good friend of BTR uh, Daniel he was recently yeah. on uh, in fact Let me promote Daniel right now because he was also on Turning Point USA as well on one of their uh, recent oh shows my god. Oh so he's he gonna
1: be a turning point kid! So he
0: No, he's going to be a BTR kid. He already is a BTR oh, kid. Yeah. Yes. And this is uh I think someone who's uh, going places and he's yeah. very entrepreneurial. And look, I think it is an important thing when we uh, get, uh, you know, people, I mean, regardless from what community, but still, when there are people who come from the black community who have a different way of looking at things when it comes to, you know, what direction they believe uh, oh, yeah, culture not, should go, not, yeah, that's a very, mean, you know, it's a very yeah, yeah. important thing and it's something but, that should be encouraged. I mean, but I mean uh, like,
1: But I mean, like, when the Republicans, they sort of, like, reify this picture of, like, well, the black black people in America can be natural conservatives. It's like I, I I think like there's more of a case to be made. I know this is controversial. I'm totally a rude room my cred with the boys. I think there's more of a case to be made that like his with Hispanics in the future when they become more like WASPified the way that um us Italians or like Lev's people or whoever became like more WASPified. Yeah, the Irish. Yeah, the Irish. Like that. Like that. Well, the Irish is actually a good example. But I think like. There still isn't like, I shouldn't even buy into the myth of like the based Hispanic as well because there still is a lot of like problematic aspects like a lot of um like a lot of members of San Mart Martua crosses the border, which is kind of like the shitlib New Age thing of like but but like you know Mexican Hispanic, um and like I mean but I do think there is a case to be made. I mean I don't know what you think about this Prudentialist. We well, also have Evie in the chat, my good friend, and we also have um. Barry Weiss says my DMs are open geo with the kids. <laughs> we also have moral outrage profit. Oh, I think I already said I mean, Chris Alton also showed up. So yeah, Prudentialist, what do you think of the
4: base Hispanics? Uh, well, as someone who works tentatively with the outer party, and this is why I do things anonymously. Mm-hmm. Um, I, to me, this is what blew my mind about the 2020 election is that you spent so much bloody money trying to get a voter base that has not really swung to the right since the times of FDR. Um, to me, that seemed fruitless. Where every time you see someone like Joe Biden talk to like black leaders in America, they're always like, "Listen, like we're, we're going to be a multiracial society. Like whites aren't going to be the majority. You're going to have to learn how to get along with Hispanics." Yeah. And he's kind of talking in coded language about the underpinning racial tension between interminority groups in America. Yes. yes. And it's just like what, and you know, there are like you'll, you'll get your sort of like George Will types or whatever that kind of talk about the Hispanic aspect of it. And there's something there but you need to brand it in the correct way yeah. where the trump was the kind of the perfect guy to do it in a society that already has its own ethnic racial hierarchy thanks to the history of the encomienda system you have this you know trajectory where most hispanics that come into the country that are catholic eventually evangelize, you know become evangelical christians mm-hmm. or lean in that direction by the third generation and you saw what happened in the Rio Grande Valley in the 2020 election, this huge swing to the right that had never been seen. And it's kind of yeah. been holding in local elections. And it, no one does this. And, and and even in Hispanic majority areas for the Republican Party, what it is, is that it's normally like white boomers that retired there like 40 years ago. And then you have sort of these like middling 40, 50 working class guys that are pretty much telling other Hispanics, go back where you came from. And it's just this awful back and forth yeah. cycle. But if you were to get organized and pull your head out of, you know, where it would be a viable electoral strategy. And unfortunately, um, you have th- it's the ongoing like dilemma right of the Republican Party. You know that the white identity politics works. The question becomes it's not going to work forever. Right. And how right. do you translate that message into something else where you get that magical sort of you know, interspersed between blue-left voters, that's where you need to go, not this stupid, mythical, fusionist, libertarian vote that's going to somehow swing the GOP to victory, because that never works. Never happens. What does fusionist
0: mean? What does fusionist mean?
4: Oh, that's the old... uh... Uh, Yeah, you go on, production. uh, Yeah, sure. So, like, fusionist is sort of the... The idea of sort of combining this coalition out of after like the New Deal hard right people died so after like your Garrett Garrett's and such are gone right it was this idea that you could combine this sort of market oriented libertarian and free market the individual freedom away from the state, but base it in sort of like the credit christian and social traditionalism of the old right and that's where you sort of saw this sort of neoconservative boom out of the buckleyites out of reagan out of you know normie cons today they're like you know i i i just i don't want the gays to get married but i also want my low taxes and my guns and i want to be left
0: alone and you you want your uh, low, low tax but unfortunately low taxes passed away
4: well yeah right and, and that and that's that's the big debates like the, the the debate over government size is over it's how you use government and i think that the right is finally mm. figuring that out yeah, in the mainstream i, I know you're not but, gonna but like this if, lab, but but keith yeah.
1: woods had a great video that it's only on odyssey because he uh points out that fusionism i think you know where i'm going with that but like why it's only on odyssey but like it was a good video in the sense of like they they were like like people like buckley were basically gerrymandering the Republican sort of voter base towards like trying to fuse. And the, I hate to say it, but even the Straussians did this as well in academia, like trying yep. to fuse different disparate parts that have no business being together, like fucking Goldwater, like uh libertarianism with like evangelical Christians that, that think Harry Potter is evil, which well, Harry Potter is evil, but, uh, Go ahead, Lev. No, you know what? I,
0: I actually couldn't agree more with that weird-ass fusion. I remember going to this one uh, charity. Uh, it's not a ball, necessarily. It was like an event. This charity event for a hospital in Israel. And uh, I know, Gio, your eyes are going to start to uh, <laughs> light up right now. And one of the people <laughs> and one of the people who was in attendance was... Yo, yo, uh... sup, what's up? Actually, I, I want you to guess. Who was in attendance? Who do you think was in attendance? Of charity hospital for Israel? Yeah. Who do you think was in attendance? Someone that I would know? Yeah, a politician.
1: Oh, oh, it has to be like someone like,
0: uh, come on, you can do uh,
1: it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Republican party.
0: Yes. You're getting warmer.
1: Oh, the Bushes, right?
0: No. Oh, Prudentialist. Yeah. You want to take a, when this is in New York? Hey, Geo's dead. Yes, this is in New York. He says so
4: live. I, I, would, I would imagine Rudy. Left. No.
0: New York? Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> talk
1: to my anti-Semite <laughs> son. Shut up. Don't say that. Don't we, say uh, that. Hold on.
0: Mr. Penichetti, when are we doing the Israel debate on Patreon? Uh, I want Lee to do it. He wants
1: to do it soon, so I don't know. We have to, I yeah. have to set up his Wait, wait. Could you, could
0: you get your dad on the camera? Just, just. I want Papa. to see him. He already spoke.
1: <laughs> Come here. Ah, oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> No, don't get him on the camera. <laughs> oh, I, I really he want came to it. feed my cats. That oh. what do you
0: want? <laughs> hey, Mister Penichetti, oh, how are so, you?
1: I, did you hear me? Yeah, yes,
0: he I did. You. I would love to do a Patreon only stream with uh, both of you talking about yeah, Israel. Patreon I would love to. Only. Yeah, okay, I would love to make great. that happen. Whenever,
5: we, whenever you want to set it up, <laughs> let me
1: know. Maybe next Absolutely. Week, I don't know.
2: All
1: so, right. uh, okay, I'll so tell we you were who it was. Talking about how. Uh, how the Israelis have funded uh, Republican uh, fusionism and uh yeah, William oh, no. Buckley. He used to watch firing line back in the day. <laughs> I like Buckley. Oh, of course you do. He used to watch firing line back no, in the day. I did. Okay, I'll tell you who not. it was.
0: I'll tell. I'll tell you who it was. Okay, because you're not gonna guess. Uh, uh, it's from gonna from New be, York. Uh, I don't. who No, is no, who? no. She's not from New York, but she traveled oh, she, to New York.
1: Oh, uh, she Nikki Haley?
0: No, guess again. See, now it's a little bit easier. Nancy
1: Reagan. I don't
0: know. No, no. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. It's uh, Michelle Bachman.
1: Oh, I know, oh. of course, of course. <laughs> of course.
0: So I no, got to meet. I got to meet Michelle Bachman, and I got to meet her husband Marcus Bachman. You know the uh, <laughs> the uh, very closeted. Uh, you know, uh, very uh, anyway. And he oh. looked kind of nervous. He looked kind of nervous of when he. <laughs> he looked kind of nervous when he saw me. Because oh, of I was the only one there not wearing a yarmulke and not wearing a suit. Oh and- shit! <laughs> he like I- he, knew- he yarmulke. And I mom- had like you. and I had like no no he wasn't wearing a yarmulke. I'm talking about like oh, I was the only I was the only uh, Jewish person there like uh, not wearing. But anyway, Oh. yeah, yeah. but anyway, anyway, I had long hair it's at funny, the time. By like... But-
1: they're all, like, neocons that, like, are giving money to Israel. Yeah. No, like they're but, all, like, look, as a Jew, they're, like, looking at you like a piece of meat, pretty much.
0: I but here's but, but here's where I want to get to with this. Oh, they didn't have water? The impression, ah, the impression that that event made on me, just the way that they spoke, is that I genuinely believe that a lot of Jewish people who are in support of Israel, as well as a lot of Israelis, they are the worst at propagandizing they are the worst at making a case for themselves because the people that they align with like fucking michelle bachman it's just it's (laughs) incredibly it's incredibly cringe they don't know (laughs) surprisingly that is the one skill that i would say uh the jewish people are not good at at least in these regards at least in regards to israel at least in regards Um, to israel they just really sell it very badly (laughs) Anyways, I the, pal- the a Palestinians make their case a lot more sexier, which is why uh, a lot of romantically inclined people like yourself, Gio, are more attracted to it because there's well, more romance maybe. in the in the salesmanship. But uh, anyway,
1: well,
0: yes, there oh is. God.
1: Well, for other uh, reasons, but
0: <laughs> no, no, that's pretty um, much the only reason. But no, anyway, I think, yeah. I
1: think that uh, well, we were talking about the well, we'll save it for the debate um, about the Rittenhouse thing. I think that the the normal like talking points they're so fucking played out by now like the whole thing about um it, it's just it's very strange how this case has become part of the framework of like hyper reality. like that one tweet i had today that blew up about like the boomers rising up and like ha- like the boomer uh, day what would you call it like the boomer day of the rake or whatever <laughs> like no the they, oh, the, where, where they, where they, they were, the pillow the the,
4: the, the wojack thing you posted next to that guy's tweet about what they think <laughs> the right's yeah. gonna do
1: yeah what's gonna happen when the the right wing boomers that watch fox news the low iq fox news boomers he said are going to rise up and, and do um this sort of like day of the rope or something i don't know it's like what the fuck like it's funny because it, it is kind of like i hate to say it but the boomers kind of are like the, the the demographic on the right probably most likely to actually do something which i hate to say it that's kind of like pathetic but like it's i don't know i mean that tweet is obviously ridiculous but um yeah it's just <laughs> but i love how that comic like in the the boomer he's like buff but he's got like the, the boo, he's got like the Wojak. On the soy jack, and he's mm. got the fucking the best part. Whoever edited that on 4chan, he's got a fucking M14, the boomer gun of choice. And he's got a fucking, he's got a, an, an, a 1911, is it? Was it 19? Uh, yeah, a 1911 in his fucking, on the side <laughs> Like two of the boomer n- guns.
4: 911 stops the body, but 45 ACP stops the soul.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and there was this one guy on Twitter. He tweeted that 9 11 also got rid of a bunch of P words, but we don't care. We're not
0: saying it. Geo, you're undoing all the work that I put into the beginning of the stream to actually oh. co- code it. But anyway. Well, we
4: kind of we said lost P word. <laughs> Yeah.
0: What P word? What P word? Well, don't oh, say I it. But... Never
4: mind. Never mind. Don't. Never. don't. <laughs> it was
1: a great tweet. It was a great tweet. Um, (laughs) Alright But but anyways, Prudentialist, what have you been seeing Like, first of all, I think He he shouldn't have taken the stand But he was pretty good on it But, like, making fun of him crying and shit Like, here's the thing If you you were, like, in that situation Where you had to defend yourself I mean, like a fucking Grown-ass police officer that's had to Take someone out, they've cried on the stand In terms of testimony So, like, giving this fucking 17-year-old kid like, I just think, like, it's just so fucking stupid. You got fucking um, LeBron J- like, L- L- Lao Gal Ma James, LeBron James <laughs> Lao Gal to the Uyghurs in prison and, well, and other things in China. Like, making fun of this, g- I don't know, it's just fucking, sorry,
4: my brain is melting you're, down. You're, yeah. you're fine. I, you're, yeah. I, I'm in the same position, right? But, like. Think about the fact that you, if you've ever seen any sort of cops that get into a situation where deadly force is used, yeah, they yeah. Th- your brain goes absolutely nuts. And the biggest thing that they'll tell you in like a concealed carry course is, is that the discipline is necessary because if not, you're going to empty right. out your magazine and you're not going to be accurate. And you're not going to take down your threat. And you see that a lot with cops. That's why so many bullets get used in police shootings because in a fight or flight situation, you will you mag actually, dump. Yeah. You'll, you'll mag dump because you'll mag dump because you're scared for your life. And yeah. the fact that, by some miracle of God, this kid from Antioch, you know, decides to, you know, only how, it, how
1: symbolic? Yeah. yeah, I know, right? Yeah. How
4: symbolic? <laughs> um, decides to, you know, in the in the nick of time, you know, have his round, you know, everything for how it played out. And he
1: cleared out a he cleared out a barrel charge too. Yeah. Uh, and but, like he was literally a few like moments away from death. Yeah, he was. And he like did all of that, which that's another thing but i think what to me i know this is a normie take but the media and its response has been absolutely ghoulish like even that one example of al jazeera implying that the cops were working with white supremacist groups it's like what like what kind of fever dream like
4: i like it's hard for me to care what qatari state media says yeah it's yeah
1: exactly but but
4: it's but the fact that these people are we are we not surprised after every trial that's ever happened in some sort of political (laughs) event and i think while there's huge debate right over whether or not he should have taken the stand oh we we weren't there for jury selection and this is the biggest thing in in my undergrad years i worked as a legal assistant and i eventually became a litigation paralegal Yeah. yeah jury selection is by far the most important part of any trial that you go to civil criminal whatever And I I know there's a lot of white women on there. We don't know anything about their, you know, voting patterns, their, you know, their college education or not. If you're trying to portray a sympathetic character, I can see why you would do that. And the fact that he was incredibly well composed, both with the prosecution and with his own defense attorneys, tells me that they were incredibly good at witness prep. I think what's, oh, sorry,
1: go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say with the white women, I know like I had that tweet about how they're the first like post uh, postmodern demographic um, because it's like, everyone hates them. Us on the right, we hate him for cucking out. Us on the, the left hates him for, I don't know, siding with the evil racist white men. But it's funny because I think in terms of the sympathy aspect of it, I think his, his defense lawyers, they knew right off the bat that if you have like, not even just white women, but women in general, I think like all the media storm of like fucking who is that fucking ghoul from from MSNBC LMSLSD uh Joyanne Reed blah, oh, the blah, real blah. The, the racist Yeah the, yeah exactly the racist uh, and- But
4: the, the the black woman that stereotypically hates gays and does it, and gets away with it
1: <laughs> and she didn't get canceled for it yeah um she said like oh, crocodile tears I think when it comes to in the moment those white like doesn't matter white women black women whatever when they see that kid, like, ha- showing genuine remorse, but without saying that, oh, my God, I'm very sorry I had to do it. But, like, where he's showing remorse, he's like, I had to do it. There's no other choice. I was running to the police. I think that's really going to win over those those jurors. Because it's not like they have to ignore the media bullshit. It's more of, like, this kid went through a lot which I mean, come on! Like, if you went through that when you were like, I couldn't imagine when I was seventeen years old doing that, like having that. Mm. amount of By the way, this and, is a
0: uh, this is Joanne Reed over here from MSNBC. I like how her picture kind of oh, looks God. like a like an Orthodox icon. It has uh, the, they, uh, they did that
1: intentionally. Yeah, oh, the sure halo there it makes me upset. But and I the, think it, like, like, oh, like I just I just, re- I just to read
0: I just want to read real quick over here. Yeah, it yeah. says this is like a little interview thing with her, and it says, who is your plus one? And she says, if we're talking about what I do as a public information conveyor who tries to represent for women of color, I have to have a plus three, and then in parentheses, sorry to break the rules. Ah! And, uh, well, here are her plus three. Kareen Jean-Pierre of moveon.org, Ugh. Tiffany Cross of The Beat DC. I don't know oh. what that is. Maria Teresa Kumar. Black owned paper. Mm, uh, ma- <laughs> yeah. Maria Teresa Kumar of Voto Latino are phenomenal in articulating the needs and priorities of black and brown women while actually working on the ground to make change happen. I would love to have one of them or Joanne Reed join us on BTR with Hotep Sophia. Oh, yeah. I think that would oh, be. Oh my
1: God. Oh. Oh. Delightful. W- was it Joanne Reed that t- recently tweeted about how. Um, like the reason that the the Americans dropped nukes on Japan was because they had to like justify the research program to make the nukes. I don't instead know. Of, Was it her? or Was it someone else? Gonna, you I'm saw that tweet, ass- right?
4: No, I did not. I'm gonna hopefully assume it was uh. somebody else. But I think to, I know that <laughs> I know that Lev wants to to kind of hurry things along. I, I'll give oh, my yeah, final yeah, I my final take shit. here. Is
0: that you? Got you- you got to go eat and shit. That's what you said, right? Yeah.
4: <laughs> I said, I did Not
1: in that order, but you
0: know, they <gasps> so said, I got to go eat shit. So I assume no, there was I like an end. Cause, and. It's,
1: our, oh, it, cause I, it's nine o'clock already. I don't so know. know I, I'm, I'm
0: just, I'm just fucking with you. Yes. I know.
1: Eating shit. Yeah. They say the best thing a man could ever have is a shit shower and shave.
4: Mm, so. Amen. Yeah. But, uh, I, I spent all day yesterday kind of like retweeting things and, yeah, and watching too. it closely. And, I I didn't do nearly as much. I think I stopped entirely today. And the reason why is because as much as we're getting up about this, the best take that I saw was as much focus as the prosecutors are getting, they are pawns in a much larger system. And I think that's what you need to start focusing on is looking at this both culturally and structurally. And the biggest thing that I've been observing, as long as I've been consuming politics and paying attention to politics, and this is coming from some autistic kid who watched politics in 04 because my dad was in Iraq. Um, and I cared about the Bush v. Kerry election. To me, I've noticed that it is always the circuses over the bread. You know, yeah. we'll see tweets about inflation or the price of gas or whatever. The price but what, of treats. But what get, yeah, the price of treats. <laughs> but what gets people's attention throughout all of our like political history and our understanding? It's about the media. There's always the meme yeah. about Obama that goes back to the tan suit and really nothing else. We talk about Gamergate, how that was the big thing that changed things politically. And it's the circuses that do it because what do we care about? I just wanted to play my video games. I just wanted my treats. And yeah. now it's a political space. And it's the same thing with everything that we're seeing nowadays, not in the whole personal political sense, but in the sense that every facet that has not been a political battleground will inevitably become one. And that is the nature of this interconnected society. And so anytime that you want to get the attention of normal, I just want to go to work, I just want to buy my beer after work and relax... It's always that kind of essence. That's why it's always about boundary breaking. It's why that Olivia Rodrigo chick thought that pop stars were for white girls, even though she's like what an 18 year old zoomer who probably <laughs> grew up seeing Beyonce and stuff, who are like the you know Queen of Queens. Yeah. All Space of that girls. stuff is how it becomes. That's how it gets people's attention. It isn't. The, it isn't the bread. It's always the circuses. And to us, we're enjoying this because it's in real time. It's like court TV. It's like OJ Simpson all over again. But for yeah. White people. Well, it's like, it's it's people. Yeah, it's like, oh my God,
0: we got to clip that and put that on Twitter. It's like court jester TV. That's what it's like.
4: Ooh, court jester. It's like, it's it's like night court, but your life is on the line. And what makes it worse is, is that while we're squabbling over the crosses or the judge or the uh, proud to be an American uh, ringtone, what's at stake here is the legality and the precedent of self-defense. The fact that this kid has a cultural identity that he believes in rushing in, like the whole thing on cross-examination, like, well, why did you go there? And he's like, well, because there was a fire. And that is a rare breed of people that doesn't exist yeah. anymore in the mm. mainstream. And the fact that there aren't people out there that are willing to go to run at fires and run into the Mm. heat of danger. I don't care that that kid was 17. That used to be the American polity. That used to be what ordinary people would do because it was the right thing. And the fact that nowadays more people are ready to rubberneck when they see an accident on the highway rather than stop their car and administer first aid tells you a lot about how bad things have gotten. And to me, that's the biggest frustrating thing about this is that we are making a big spectacle over the show but what's a trial here is the culture and the ability for you to use the God-given right to self-defense and to defend the right to make your community better. Mm. And that's that, that'll that be my final take on it because— That's
1: a clippable moment right there.
4: My, the, my orthodox faith, my recent bringing back to Christ, everything that I've seen in the community, all the stuff that I do in real work and real life for politics and cultural stuff, it makes me sad knowing that we're going to become so indifferent to a point that gentlemen, men, women, whatever— who are so upset over the fact that anarcho-tyranny is the de facto way of rule in this country that we are going to punish and crucify children over the fact that these people want to do something to make it better. And yeah. I think that applies to any race oh, in yeah. this country. But,
1: like, I remember Bapp said that he was one of, like, the last line of, like, that Anglo-Germanic stock that came to America that actually, like, has that, like, warrior gene within them. I know Bap was probably making a lot of it, but I think it is true he's... Like, the fact that he was operating so smoothly in that situation. Um, Bandar, did a certain someone have a contrarian take about this case? Oh, I wonder who that would Mm. be. Um, There there was also, (laughs) I heard this. I was going to say before, oh, oh, sorry, but just quickly to promo. I was going to say about the point about the Hispanics. Um, I heard that you said something similar. You had a recent stream with uh, Oren McIntyre, I watched it. It was pretty good. I also watched your recent stream with Joel Davis. So uh, go and watch it, Lev. If you could throw that up the stream with uh, Oren McIntyre, you did this. Uh, was it on Orin's channel or was it your channel? It was on
4: Orin's channel.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, both friends of the show. We got to go Oren on again, um, and you were also talking with Joel Davis about the particular geopolitical theorist. Um, I watched it. Did you buy, I, I cut off in the end, I had to go do something, but did you get to the questions in the Discord? because yep. did, did, did you, did you, I asked a question about Ni Hao Nick, but uh, mm. on China. Uh, well, <laughs> we
4: addressed that one in great detail. Oh, wait, I'm looking at the uploads for, <laughs> Ni Hao I'm Nick. looking
0: at the uploads uh, for uh, Oren McIntyre, it's uh, the future of conservatism with Will Witt, uh, Mosca on why the U.S. became an oligarchy. Where is, uh, where is this particular video? I'm trying to find uh, it here.
4: Let me find it for you. All right. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah,
1: uh, but then po- post the, go to Joel Davis's channel and post that.
4: But recent- um, to, to, yeah, yeah. To, sh- to shill, though, I guess, is that every Sunday I talk about geopolitical and international affairs. And this Sunday, I'm having a few Polish gentlemen come on who are willingly offered their time to talk to me about the current ongoing Hmm. border and migrant crisis between poland and belarus oh yeah so if you're if you want to see some on the ground news and some clips and what the perspective is from ordinary people that would be a good time to tune in that will be at 1 p.m eastern time
0: this sunday and here is the video so we are going to be going soon that was by the way very well said potentialist there was i remember a tim pool video that i was uh listening to where he was saying how in california there's some new law where if you get robbed like you have to uh, like resist and allow like the robbery to take place or something I don't know it's just some weird you could shared get that in
4: where they they were loading in a bunch of laundry detergent and they were the, the <laughs> staff were telling each other don't um it's don't not worth it. you'll get fired yeah. Cuz they have a law where under I think $800 like misdemeanor petty theft it, you won't get charged for you, it, can in California. you can shoplift in California under 800 oh, bucks for free. Oh holy fuck. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. Like And by, and by the, the way thing. just like, yeah. I, I agree. Okay, there is that one um the Fed Post podcast they were talking about this. I agree that like you shouldn't have harsh punishments for shoplifters. I think like if you're shoplifting for subsistence, that's different like, a homeless guy that steals a candy bar or, like, steals a loaf of bread. But, like, say your family doesn't like bread. Say they like, uh, uh, cigarettes. Is it wrong to steal uh, a truckload of cigarettes and then sell it for what... Now nah, I'm doing the fucking mm. Fat Tony bit. Um, no, hmm. but I think, like... I don't think, like, shoplifting for subsistence... I think, like, they should be slapped on the wrist. But when it comes to, like, fucking people exploiting it and, like, basically, um, reselling that's merchandise... That's what it's for. That's what it is. Yeah, I know... I'm not going to dox anyone, but being around construction, me and my old man, we've, you know, encountered certain people throughout the construction.
0: years.
1: No, well, no, <laughs> shut up.
0: <laughs>
1: See, when you construction as Italian, you think you're <laughs> mobbed up. That's a stereotype, Lev, and it's offensive, and I don't want... That was the car ride with Tony <laughs> yeah. and Meadow after he killed the rat. I'm like, watching this. Oh, I got, I, I got I to... I love the one moment where he's like, hey, good morning, rat. And he well. fucking jokes him up. No, but like, okay. Uh, and, I, and I got to the I've episode some t- people today. people who have lifted some yeah. shit. Yes. And that's what it's for. When you see them with laundry detergent, it's so they could sell it at a at cost rate mm. to a fence and there's people that actually do that it's not just like jewelry and construction equipment like actual commodities like laundry detergent you wouldn't believe how many fucking people sell like steal this shit and sell it to like shady business people mm. it's happened it's you
4: shoplift for laundry detergent
0: i shoplift for raw milk we're not the same, <laughs> yeah, same- <laughs> cream wizard says farm there (laughs) cream wizard says can the shop lift raw milk for love i appreciate that crim wizard by the way what um abc said over here pain in in the way pain in the way we truly expand consciousness yes and no because what i would answer to that is like a horse that gets whipped all of its life, it also feels a lot of pain. There's a lot of people who live in a lot of excruciating pain. It doesn't mean that they have higher consciousness. So I think, yes, pain obviously is a requirement. Some of them do. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying that it's not just enough to say that if you only become an ascetic, you know, there are some Hindus who become these quote-unquote ascetics, leaving their wife and kids behind. You know, like that's bullshit. I,
1: I mean... I, I get it because they don't want to be a burden on their family too. Like there's another practical. Yeah, reason. but they.
0: Yeah, but at least Gopi Krishna's story. That guy who had the Kundalini experience. According yeah. to him, dad left them and they were on their own and they were like they were in really dire straits.
1: There was this guy once, really quickly. Me and my old man, we used to like stay up and listen to Coast to Coast during the summer when I didn't have school. And there was this guy who was um, dying of cancer. I think like one of those rare brain cancers. Like you know like. um the singer for death, Chuck Schill Diner, like he died of a glioma, like something like that. And he, uh, Mm -hmm. he said he was on coast to coast and he was in hospice care. He was on the verge of death. He said, I had no energy. I was just in a bed all day languishing in pain. And I could only get up for six times a day to go to the washroom and like experience like the worst pain I've ever had. You could ever imagine. But then he had this like religious experience. It's like Kundalini, he described it as like the energy coming upon him and he saw God, he saw an angel that touched his forehead and he said it was, the doctor said it was almost like a miracle. The, um, tumor like disappeared and all of his pain was gone. And, uh, he said like going through that experience of living night, day, 24, seven with excruciating body pain from this tumor, he said was, um, the equivalent of like a desert father or an ascetic in, in the, uh, in, in the sort of a Hindu triangle. Um, and I think like very few people who have been through now, I'm not comparing my, like, cause what I've had compared to that is minuscule. It's nothing, but you know, I've lived in my life with chronic sciatic pain through the years, uh, up and down. And, uh, it is like when you do have a con- chronic pain issue, um, I haven't had an attack in, like, almost four years. Knock on wood. But, uh, and that's partially because I've started exercising more. Um, but it on it's, you. yeah, but it's, like, I think when you do live with chronic pain, it inflicts a sort of weird, um, destructive cancer upon your psyche mentally. Because I wanted to do a video, but I wonder if it would be too raw uh, about anxiety. Because you have this anxiety when you're, through the hump over having another a, a bout of chronic pain it's like it's always like the demon that's like looming there and it's mm. like i wonder like but only very few people can like but get it's any like meaning the demon out of it.
0: that's uh laura looming there sorry okay. Laura looming
1: there yeah all right. Um, like simone Weil says that her actual condition is the pain is that pain mm. no
0: it's true i mean simone
1: Weil, she died um very mysteriously i mean she had a i think she had a chronic pain mm-hmm. condition but she uh basically starved herself to death if i recall she like had some kind of illness from her ascetic type of lifestyle she because yeah. uh, a lot that's the downside of it a lot of these ascetics um i know we have the stories of them living to 100 years old blah 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 but there are a lot of them that do get clipped um in their middle age from chronic uh like, chronic autoimmune disorders that come with having, like, very little f- food and uh, rezo- and uh, mm. sustenance throughout your life, unfortunately.
0: There, there is, a, well, we gotta go to Super Chats right now, but there yeah. is one thing I want to say. That was say. a hell of a discussion.
1: Yep. I wish Slush yeah. was here for that one. Well, oh, he'll yeah.
0: definitely, he'll definitely be back, and we're gonna have uh, Glink on as well pretty soon, and I'm uh, oh. looking forward to that. So uh, yeah, so anyway, um, uh, there was this uh, burning off of karma that the ABC said. It's interesting. I had a talk a while back with somebody who I consider to be incredibly wise, and um, I think I may have gotten an answer to this weird conundrum I've had about the whole Robert Seffer, uh, you know, UFO, like all that stuff, you know, Operation uh, High Jump. Uh, because my whole thing is, and I know some people are gonna be like, "Cope, cope, cope, whatever." Fuck you. I think that's what may have happened there is similar to what happened to the proverbial Adam and Eve after the fall, wherein if you are at a certain state of like the humanity that we're in right now, the zone that we're in right now, we're used to this. We're used to being in this kind of, Oh God damn it. Again with this fucking, I'm removing, him. I'm removing. Him. Thank you. Thank you. When we're in this protective, when we're in this protective layer of like this protective egg of what we, thank you, of what we know to be life And then all of a sudden, imagine that shell being removed and we have to endure a kind of consciousness, a kind of life that's very alien to whatever we're used to so much so it's Mm. like the transition from Adam and Eve living in paradise to having to earn by the sweat of their brow the food. So imagine if you were just like transitioning from living in this very comfy state To now having to be exposed to a lot of this hardship, like eventually you get used to it. But like at first it would be like very, you know what I mean?
4: Well, I don't know if it if you get used to it, because a lot of it you're because there is a before and after and that kind of sticks in your mind. I can tell you, like during the time I was waiting for a transplant, that mental change, right? That you are, you know, X number of steps away from dying and you are very much aware of what you have to do to live. And from the diet and the fluid and the pills. And even then when you transition and you do like at home dialysis and you're literally filling a, a cavity in your body with like sugar solution to pull the shit out and then take it out somewhere yeah. that comes with an intense amount of pain from cramping to yeah. just your body trying to get used to this filling. And you're aware of it all of the time. And there is that, but you're right. There is that transition where you're like, this is not your life anymore. And you have to get used to it. Yes. If not, you will not yes. succeed. And but that yeah. psychic pain, in memory at least stays with you because even now I live a relatively normal life. I have mm-hmm. my kid works better than ever. I thank I God. Take, you know, like pills all the time to live, right? But that's it. I can do whatever I want, more or less. But you are always aware now in the back of your mind, whether you transition out of it or you don't. You mm. are always aware of it in the back of your mind. This is what mortality feels like. This is what pain feels like and life will never be the same because you are permanently aware of what that is.
0: Did, did you That, that have, is um, Well, well... Oh, oh go on, Gio. Well, no, I was going to ex- ask, like,
1: did you have any... No. Is, fuck, Lev, go ahead.
0: <laughs> well, the example that uh, Prudential has talked about, that's actually a very good example of the analogy that I'm uh, bringing here. Because imagine what you said right now, that that type of psychological feeling, uh, not just psychological, well, physical in your case as well, but just this kind of transition... Before and after in terms of another layer of the onion being mm-hmm. peeled from what people are able to experience in terms of what exactly is out there because we are used to this physical reality. But then let's say a layer is taken off and we are exposed to the other side, the side that let's say for most humans in the form that we're in, we're just not ready for. Like, we should not be exposed to certain things before we're actually ready to experience it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you could say it's like the heavenly realm, the celestial whatever. I don't know what these layers are. I don't know what they consist of. I don't think anybody really does. Um, Maybe some people have come close Mm -hmm. to understanding it. But just this idea that there is this other layer of the onion, the reason why I'm combining that with, um, let's say, Operation uh, High Jump and this whole idea of what happened after World War II with the Nazis, is the idea of one way that this whole thing could have balanced itself out is that those people who have done those horrible things during and uh, before the war, now all of a sudden, are they really just going to be with the aliens, you know, just chilling out? Or has the layer been prematurely lifted from them, wherein now they are going to have to work that much harder and experience that much more severe of a uh, condition in order to actually keep up with whatever life they're living in right now in comparison to ours. I don't know if this makes any sense. I'm trying to be as clear as I can. Who? You could probably apply
4: that to to Kyle Rittenhouse. Because I bet you that experience of what he went through at close range in your death, I bet you that stripped away some layer of comfort in his consciousness oh, yeah. of definitely uh, he, he is not yeah. going to be the same in the, in the, in the way that you're uh, trying to analyze, you know, putting out your analogy. If
1: if definitely. he manages to be, um, someone asked like, what could we do for him? My buddy, Matthew, Stone, he said, um, if he has a proper father figure in his life and if he, um, were to be sheltered for a time from the media, and if he moved especially he has to move i mean that's just for safety practical reasons um if people were around him to guide him i think that kyle can produce some really great works i don't know what that could be maybe in politics or maybe not politics but i think he could have a great future if he's given the right guidance but unfortunately i think turning
0: point usa do we see that in this future oh god maybe not i I
4: was hoping like a a nice quiet life on the farm mm that could be it. But like,
1: because I think that for the time being his public life until things change dramatically, um, I think his public life is over. I think it's unfortunate that, um, they will never like, unless there is a viable counter movement, I think the media, they're not going to let him be unless he, um, changes himself or or changes the people around him. But, uh, I, I, anyways, um, so Prudentialist, you, uh, so you probably suffered from the um, effects of having a failing kidneys. Uh, did, so you did you experience like jaundice and all those type of? Uh,
4: so so leading up before I figured out and, what it was, there you you get a real awful pain in your gut from uremia, yeah. the bacteria build up in yeah. your body and system, where you're literally not able to down anything or food or water. You're going to just throw it up right after. And I thought when it was a GI issue originally, when I went to the hospital, they're like, oh yeah. no, buddy, it's over. <laughs> oh, fuck. But, um, but I mean, what I think what comes afterwards, right, is that when you they start you out on dialysis and of course it's hemo at first and you were feeling like sick as hell because you were literally going through detox, right? Yeah. Um, and then eventually they'll put you at a, in a system and you'll feel fine. But there is that constant, your energy has gone. Your, your sense of self is gone. Your body is more fatigued easily. You're yeah. far more likely to bruise. And you have to maintain um, a very low phosphorus level. Cause if you don't, you permanently turn your bones into like an 80 year olds and they will Ooh. break very easily. Yeah. Um, and so the, but I think to me what was the most terrifying thing is cause I was the youngest person at that center and mm. I would watch time and time again a lot of older people just give up and it breaks your heart to know that like, Oh, they haven't been back for a couple of days. They're probably going to die and that's it. Right. And they make that choice. And I think that's the worst part.
1: But like, you're like with 60 year old alcoholics and you're like the only, Well, it's
4: not even that it can be, it's mainly diabetics in this country, which is the worst. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that is true. Yeah.
4: But yeah, I mean, that that, that could be a whole conversation
1: for another. Yeah. yeah, That that was like me, man. Like I, I, uh, for the longest time, I didn't want to take any pills or any bullshit because I was technically uh, pre-diabetic. And uh, a few years ago, or no, maybe more than a few years ago, I discovered that I was, like, right on the verge, like, in the terms of uh, sucrose, uh, sugar, what do they fucking call it? Glucose level. And that really fucking gave me, uh, you know... Because uh, I have family members who are diabetic. And uh, my grandfather was diabetic, and that probably resulted in his uh heart aneurysm uh so i'm like oh fuck you know like i just just like like in my case it was neglect in your case it was like um something like out of your control you know what i mean like that's yeah but but it's like yeah it really like those moments they do they do um they make you think about like ah shit i don't want to live like this forever you know because i mean that's different than what you went through because you know what i mean it's like I don't know, it's it's really weird like when people talk about things like the uh, the obesity epidemic and things like that or, or like the explosion of cancer and diabetes. It's like, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's very, like you can blame a lot of the shit that they, like this is what I don't get, like okay, you can blame, it is largely self-control or it's like the decisions that you make in life, but it is like the fact that the vast majority of people are being exposed to God knows what type of Mm -hmm. toxins and chemicals like Mm. we can we know the date we know the exact date when america became the fattest nation in the history of the earth it was 1990 that we know the year what happened there like that any medical researcher any scientist that could be that 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 could be like fucking Jonas salk discovering insulin he discovered insulin or was it? No, Banting and Best Jonas discovered was insulin. The
4: polio vaccine. Yeah, yeah,
1: polio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it was the Banting and Best that discovered insulin. Um, that could be like to solve the obesity crisis could be something. But I probably know. I think that they know what's up. I think that the the, the glowies, the globalists, they know probably what what it is. But like along the uh, cycle, if you will, uh, I think that. Pe- a lot of ma- people just make too much money on like either the chemicals that they're producing mm. or, or the, like far- the th- farm
0: subsidies. Think of all the corn. Yeah, oh yeah. my God. That, Medical that's costs.
4: A- whatever the regime comes next farm subsidies, the corn subsidies, all that has to go. It's got to go.
0: Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I all agree. right, guys. We got to go to super chats right now. This oh, has shit, been a very sorry, fascinating love. conversation. Simone Weil gotta- well
1: says her actual condition is Christianism. Well, I don't know they say that Simone Weil. Her biographer said she had something <laughs> with life. her father there. I don't know. I love Simone Weil. I don't want to cast aspersions. Yeah, I, I, see, I, but I, see, I see. she was a daddy's girl. Put it but that. I, I, hmm. I,
4: last thing I'll say before super chats, Gio, if you want to continue like this, like death <laughs> mortality discussion, we should we should set up a stream.
1: Yeah, we got. Yeah, I was saying like uh, me and you and maybe T. A. Jackson could do a Canada stream, But I think that's probably more interesting. We could set up a stream. We should do that. Sounds good. So, yeah. Off, so here we go. Super
0: Chats. Off to Super Chats. Super Chats. Super chats. Super we chats. got, um. okay, cat girl Milk, Canadian, $5. Get the gamers on audiobooks. So I already said that, but I want to say it again, because why oh, not? Oh,
1: someone said Spotify. If we have a Spotify playlist, we, we do. are on Spotify. We
0: are on Spotify. Yeah. yeah, yeah, BTR is on Spotify. So here we go. <laughs> um, Corn
1: subsidies. <laughs> and he spilled it with the on. <laughs> Corn subsidies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hey Jonathan Davis man, he needs yeah. uh he abc needs One his two- dreadlock cream.
0: abc so. one two three two $2 uh, free Kyle to the hashtag which I'm probably not going to read for algorithmic reasons. Catgirl Milk 5 Canadian dollars. Has anyone here read Snow Crash?
1: I've heard of Snow Crash. I've never read it though. Either
0: I really will, I I want I, wa- I want to read it. Next we have Croin Kicks, $10. Well, we're sorry almighty algorithm, have mercy on us for our sins. Then we have $2 ABC. <laughs> Geo, when power lift meet. Ooh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, power lift meet.
0: Huh. I'm going to get Charles on soon. I'm working on it. Um, yeah. uh, to uh, Bundur's comment. Another ABC, Calfray 60. Okay, look. Here's the thing. I I recently moved, so right now I just did the gym. Give me some time to get back into it, okay? And then you'll get your one third. But sixty times while holding 135 pounds. I don't that's gotta maybe...
1: fuck up your Achilles after. Yeah. A while. No, yeah. no. 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 Something's yeah, wrong here. I don't here. recommend that. No.
0: No. This is like this is like the four chan posts about growing your own crystals. Okay. This is like <laughs> yeah. some receptive shit.
1: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, we wonder if a guy fell for that. <laughs> It's like ammonium and bleach. That was that was like the King of the Hill episode where Peggy had to pay homeless guys to collect all the fucking papers because she recommended mixing ammonium and bleach. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Another By ABC, the way, for those who don't know, yeah. that makes mustard gas the shit they used in <laughs> World War One. <I. laughs> no, no, that's not true. That's not true. It doesn't. I, I I, wish it did, because that would be funnier. But no, it makes some other kind of gas. Oh, which a derivative. Co- yeah, yeah. It causes yeah. you to get sick, but not to. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it's, it's not recommended. Don't do it, please. Yeah, yeah. Don't do okay. it. All right, next. Uh, another ABC. Geo, if I buy you rogue calibrated plates and Ohio barbell, when power lift me
1: Oh, if you, yeah, yeah, I, I, if I don't someone know, the, like if someone like legit like went out of their way and bought me equipment, you better bet I fucking use it. Jesus. Yeah. Um. All
0: right, so next one over yeah. here, another A B man A B C. You are you are amazing. Thank you so much for all these A B C five dollars. Geo, oh, I already read that. <laughs> Never mind. Shit. Next, finally another one. No, another one from A B C. I have a geopolitical gang mentality, but geo is GIO. So. <laughs> there we go. All Make right. sure
1: to lock your knees, Lev. Yeah. It'll get you big and
0: strong. Yes. I, I feel like you got to work up to that. Like I got the raw milk in the yeah. refrigerator. I got the meat. In fact, I have this lady I know named Judy who lives in the Finger Lakes. I got to find out how much she's charging for her. Um, she raises these beautiful uh, sheep, uh, these sheep with like red, red fur, and ra- they have red red wool. fur sheep, red wool, yeah, merino sheep, merino. Oh my yeah. god! Let me see. I could find a picture of uh, yeah, what they look this like. Is crazy, merino sheep red. Uh, let's see. I gotta go to her Facebook. So give me a second. I gotta go into Boomer Buck over here. But uh, anyway. Um, yeah she said that she was recently in New York City and she basically says like it really sucks because all her favorite places aren't there anymore it's a shadow of its former self I agree New York City sucks right now. I don't yeah. know what the fuck I know what the fuck Steve Dean was talking about when he was like oh no, it's not violent and no it's like <laughs> it's so nice it's like what's going on dude come on let's let's be honest here okay something's wrong
1: yeah RIP stobe the hobo RIP um i i got i watched hours of stove the hobo i watched his whole thing when he came out when he went right across canada that they actually banned him from canada but he died tragically he died doing what he loved he's in heaven right now rip stove the hobo um does btr guest suggestions stand anon would be interesting but i don't know he's able to do a podcast he's a homeless i'm sure he could probably go to a public library and maybe set up something um you know what's funny when i one year I went to the Summer Slaughter Tour. I think I went like two or three years. And one of the headliners was Decrepit Birth. And Decrepit Birth is a really amazing California tech, tech death metal band. And their singer, Billy Robinson, uh, he fucking... Is it Billy Robinson? I met him. I actually have his autograph. He lives homeless by choice in California. And he just like basically travels to their studio in san francisco but he lives in like the hills of san francisco and uh he he like has his whole thing like so he's like the original like um people that choose to be homeless like he's one of the people that like you know but uh yeah so oh man we got maybe we should get some more musicians on lab that could be that could be an idea
0: absolutely well i tried to get ariel pink let me see if uh we can uh, we can still do that one. Yeah. Hold on, I'm searching for a good photo of these sheep. Here, here's a nice one. Look at these. Look how cute they are. But uh, they're some of them are getting ready for the uh, for the chopping blocks. So <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the here, sacrifice. Hold yeah. Hold on, the photo is loading over here. Just give it a second. And Love she drinks act-
1: breast milk. Uh maybe eventually. Here,
0: l- look at this. Look at these guys here. Oh, they're not like
1: red, red. They're like beige sure oh, yeah, so yeah yeah
0: but they're cute right they're cute yeah my so... my
1: uh my uncle his brother um has a sheep farm and uh it's funny because when you go there they do sound different they uh they like it's like they have their own unique voices it's really crazy when you like hear them get like for feeding time it's like like it's like they communicate like people it's cows really the weird. same way yeah cows are kind of like that yeah Hobo stream went, I mean, we could get, a, I love, like, I'm very, um, fond of like hobo culture and I watch a lot of train videos. You know, I wonder if we could get, um, shoestring hobo. He's pretty popular on YouTube. Um, I don't know if he does interviews though. Uh, but like him, uh, a lot of other people like, like Stobe was obviously the best. But there's other ones that are on YouTube mm. that have like uh, something about like just people riding trains nowadays. It's like a, th- a delicious throwback to a simpler time in life. And some of them, uh, I don't know, like I have. I yeah, wanted we, to we've, gone, we've
0: gone from riding trains to running trains.
1: Oh, mm. remember when it's one girl and guys, that's a train. That ain't no three way. That's a train.
0: Okay. check ch- check out Fruit these girls, by the way.
1: Three girls with a guy, that's a three-way. That's look how, com- a <laughs>
0: look how comfy this is, by the way, these sheep over here. See, this is like a f- small family farm. Like she's the owner of the farm. And yeah. look how uh look how sweet this is. Isn't this nice?
1: Oh, that's cute.
0: Yes. Bum debates, <laughs> like bum fights, bum
1: debates. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Get some schizos good egg we yeah. should get egg god on he's a great poster egg god what he's if we get what,
0: what if we post. get egg god and eggy at the same time what that could that? work that yeah I, work. I think that'll be a lot of fun we should All get, right, um, go- you
1: know we should get uh joel had him on martel um he does a lot of fiction like pulp fiction stuff mm. um I, i'll send you his deets lev
0: but uh or yeah, I I, i'm, I'm, a I'm, I'm very sleepy i gotta go to bed everybody oh, another right.
1: one lev another one we have to okay. get on <laughs>
0: Oh, solar another sands that could oh, be another yeah i i sent solar sands a message so we're gonna oh so nice, over nice. here okay so tux loves you five u.s dollars whoa geo watches train videos pretty based
1: oh yeah i love trains um when i was when i was a kid i had like a lot of train videos i had um the one train video the guy was named is uh, ian from Ian something from England. You could look up his videos. But uh my my old man's worker, my old man's foreman at the time, he is like um he has like model trains and everything. Mm. So and when of course, like when I grew up as a little kid, I watched Thomas the Tank Engine. I had like an elaborate setup and everything. So
0: yeah. speaking of little kids, look at this, look at this little Aww. kid right here. Isn't Aww, that adorable? Cute. Yeah, he's got a little sweater over here to keep him warm.
1: Love don't you love me <laughs> lisa, lisa yeah. don't you love why does my beef sound like a sheep <laughs> like... back when the simpsons was original yeah. oh by the way i'm going to come out with a simpsons based video so i'm going to compete with max durant mm, no i cannot compete
0: a, Sim- a simpsons based video that, oh, that's what you mean. all right
1: it's going to be about spielberg the film festival and i got this idea from watching that one scene in Ben-Hur that the, the real scene not like the fucking Mr. Burns mm-hmm. but it's it relates to the Mr. Burns mm-hmm. one but that scene if go I, I go everyone after this stream go and watch type in Ben-Hur um like uh, the water scene you know where Mr. Bur- you know Benner's like you truly are a king among kings and um the, the real film from ben hur that scene it fucking moved me to tears i saw mm. that when i was a kid but like that scene like where the the roman centurion his face turned from stone to like anguish and awe and regret that is when the lamb of christ conquered the eagle of rome and uh mm. that's i'm i'm gonna cry right now that fucking scene this is when christian movies were based and red pilled and had high production rates and it wasn't just bitching about mm. some fucking fedora tipping professor that like called you a re uh we went from
4: ben hur to god's not dead
1: also
4: also too.
0: also speaking of uh speaking of ben hur Tim and Eric has a regularly occurring character named Ben-Hur. That's his actual (laughs) name. Oh, is that the same guy that
1: was the... The other character, the guy's father, Tim's father, or no?
0: No, no. That that was probably Richard Dunn. I don't know, but yeah, Ben yeah. But Ben Hur's whole shtick is that he would like take a random liquid that happens to be lying around, like mm. in their in their uh, winter episode, not Christmas episode. There's a difference. In their winter episode, like uh, Tim just had like this uh, jug of piss that was just lying <laughs> around somewhere, God. and Ben Hur went up to it and he uh, he smelled it first and he tasted. <laughs> This guy, like, People did that, still and do then, that in California, on, by G- the way. Gio, oh, Gio, hold on, hold on. Here's what he did. I'm said, interrupting. Okay? <laughs> yes. So Ben Hur, he took this, he took this jug of piss, he drank it, he spit it out, and then. He started drinking it again, so that's kind of like the Tim <laughs> and gag with him. It's oh like he gets something, he's disgusted by it, and then he continues drinking it. Same thing with that milk. So he was also one of the characters in their uh, man milk thing. And oh, Ben Hur, Ben Hur, he was walking with his dog named Dickie. and uh, this milk guy. A uh, milkman, I guess, but it was a, like a like a teen, boy, weird weird kid. Anyway, he gave him the milk, uh, the rotten milk, and he said, um, uh, Merry Christmas from Tim and Eric. And he said, thank you. And then he drank it, and then he spit it out, and then he told his dog, Dickie, that's not good. And then he just kept drinking it again. And that was that was oh. amazing. And then when he died, when he fell down, his dog Dickie was like licking the milk that was like flowing oh flowing yeah. out of the bottle. Crimbus, yeah. Like, no, no, Crimbus I- is different. No, then they had the Crimbus special in 2010. I attended that event, and I even bought a Crimbus <laughs> bush for, for my Korean architect friend. You have like friend. the
1: <laughs> knowledge. It's like me and Sopranos clips.
0: And my, and my korean architect friend he ended up uh, doing the architecture for Sejong city which was this administrative capital supposedly but then they ended up changing it around it was supposed to be like a hobbitville for the korean government <laughs> so, like, <laughs> oh, god. oh my god the so basically you travel in, so basically traveling basically you would have a park Like on top, so the people would be like on the on the park on the grass on top, and below them would be the government. So it would be like symbolically, the government would be above the people. You you see what I'm talking about? It's like a more
1: it's like a more like uh, it's like a more Bugman version of Corbusier (laughs) putting the fucking (laughs) yeah the the playground on top. But um, there's still Terrence Malick. Yeah, Terrence Malick's pretty good. No, I was gonna say it reminds me of Steve 1989 where he's like, "Oh, this is gross. Oh, I'll take another <laughs> bite. I'll take
0: another." <laughs> nice. 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 Hiss. Oh, I love the hiss. The hisses are the well, best.
1: The, the Although- best part was the fucking chocolate from Vietnam.
0: Where he's like, "Oh,
1: oh this is gross. Oh, I'll take another bite." Like he literally yeah. said in the same breath,
0: and I also love when he uses the word "putrid." By the way, this is what Sejong City ended up looking like, I believe. And um, oh no! So this isn't exactly Hobbitville, but what, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you, you can't always win. Anyway, this is it. This is for the end. Man. Yes, this is this is the end. We've done enough. Thank you so much for oh, watching. Man. Be sure to subscribe. Uh, Count Dankula. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. 3 o'clock. Don't miss it. It's going to be a hell of o'clock. a show.
1: Oh, because he's from Scotland. That's Yeah,
0: he's from Scotland. Uh, All right.
1: Take care. Good
4: night, everybody. And goodbye. goodbye. Too
2: sweet.
0: Too sweet. Here we go. Uh, the...